even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. The Smarky Geeks. I'm Frankie. My whole De Jesus. We both are on the same page. All right, I'll go somewhere else. No, no, no. no, keep, no it, I keep, got, it, keep it. Keep it. Keep it. I got somewhere. I got Keep it. We're there. Keep it. All right. And I am John the Whole Torian. All right. So I'm going to change it to Kiss My Grits. There's um, De Jesus. Um, and you are listening to episode 76. Contact information as always. You can reach the show at blah 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 dot the smarky geeks.com. Call hotline number at 347 smarky six or 347-762-7596. Leave us a comment, question, be part of the show. Subscribe to us on whatever podcast catch you use. Just search smarky geeks or the smarky geeks, and we'll be the ones that show up. Uh, leave us a five star review if it allows you, particularly on Apple Podcasts, help spread word of the show. Subscribe to us on our Twitters at Smarky Geeks at Frank Jesus at DJ Triano. Subscribe to us on Facebook. It's my favorite place to be online. Subscribe to us on Instagram at the Smarky Geeks. And as always, let's get on with the show. Hey John, go buy stuff at SmarkyGeeks.com merch table. That is <laughs> wow. And no broken holes there. No. Um, before before we get into the show, uh, we don't do the other show anymore. This is something we talk about on the other show. What we're talking about here? Well, well let me guess, because based on your start, are we going to Gina Carano? Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's UFC. That kind of ties in. Right? Yeah. So Gina Carino, who Carino. was the one of the stars of Mandalorian as Cara Dune, big part of the show. She is conservative, which is fine. You're allowed to be believe whatever you want to believe in, whether we whether you everybody agrees with what you say or not on the story. But the last few months, because she's more more out in the public now, in the public eye, she has voiced a lot of different controversial subjects about vaccines, mm-hmm. about the election being stolen, about a lot of stuff. But for the most part, Disney has let it go. Because that's her beliefs. Well, you know, one took over the line. She recently tweeted some anti-Semitic stuff comparing being a conservative to being Jewish and occupying Nazi-occupied Germany. Yeah, I wouldn't say anti-Semitic, but it was her comparing um, conservatives to Jews during the occupation and Auschwitz and all that shit. Which... You don't fucking do that. You don't compare anything, anything to hit to that. To Nazi, yeah, to, you, you, to, to yeah. the Jews, and you don't, you don't, you don't bring that up. Yeah. So she was fired. Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. Now people want Pedro Pascal, who plays Mando, to get fired because a couple of years ago he tweeted comparing. I think I don't remember with Auschwitz to children in cages that was going on during the Trump presidency. I mean, he deleted it and he apologized for it, but he still put it out there. And people want him fighting. Now, conservatives 
Mm-hmm. Not conservatives want yeah. in Florida now. Yeah. It's a uh, whataboutism. Right. Let's get this straight. She compared conservatism to being Jewish and not taxed by Germany. He compared kids in cages to kids in cages. Yeah. Was he right? No. It's here's no thing though. It's not just one thing. If she, if that's all she tweeted out, she probably would have got away with it. If that was it, but it was on top of everything else. Yeah. No, she was already on thin ice. Like yeah. oh, she was already toe, toeing the line. Yeah. You know now they want. I hear people all oh, cancel Disney Plus. They they had to cancel Pedro Pascal. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Your answer to cancel culture is have something canceled. <laughs> that's how you want to ha- that's how you want to st- that's how you want to get revenge on cancel culture by canceling something yeah. and and what happened with Gina Carino's not cancel culture that's con- res- um, speech has consequences culture yeah you can go to your yeah, you job can you, want, you can go to your job say, and call your boss whatever derogatory term you want to use for him that's freedom of speech you mm-hmm. can do that you're also going to get fired for it that's mm-hmm. consequences there is a big difference. Yeah, it's freedom of speech, not freedom of consequence. See, people get that shit confused all the time. They all oh, freedom of speech. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Like you could shout fire in a, in, in a crowded movie theater back when we had crowded movie theaters. Yeah. You're allowed to do it, but it's illegal. Yeah. I mean, you, could, you can call people somebody to get hurt. Yeah, it's a clear and present danger. Right. It's yeah. It, it's it's the freedom of speech thing gets confused with freedom to do whatever you want right you know you're, you can say whatever you want but you it's not like freedom to be heard either right you know organizations like Twitter or Facebook can shut you up if they wanted to and, if you don't follow along their guidelines and Disney has a very strict policy about employee behavior it's Disney mm-hmm. of course they're going to have strict policies on behavior mm-hmm. I've read stories about the kid, the people that work at Disneyland that dress up in the costumes they have certain things they have to do. They have to be in character all times. Yeah, they're when they're hired, they're hired as characters. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, you you have to follow. You gotta follow the rules. You know, conservatives don't want to hear that, but you gotta follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And one more thing about conservatives around politics. To the forty-seven conservative senators in Congress. Fuck you. <laughs> just, just fuck yeah. you. So yesterday, Saturday, they had this the impeachment trial of Trump, Donald Trump. Yeah. Which now, makes it still wrestling adjacent because he's a Hall of Famer or something. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah I don't know, I'm, keeping, I'm staying on topic. Yeah. Now, generally, as a rule, most impeachment trials are very, are very partisan. It's Democrat-Republican. When Bill Clinton got impeached for a blowjob, it went to right it went right down party lines. Mm-hmm. Republicans wanted him out of office; they all voted convict. All the Democrats wanted to keep him in office; they didn't want to f- found him not guilty. During Trump's first impeachment hearing, by the way, you're never gonna hear that again. A president being impeached, you're never gonna hear that again. Mm-hmm. Three Republicans cross lines. This time it was seven. The problem is. They needed 17 to convict him. They got seven, which is still a lot. That's still unprecedented. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So basically, no harm, no foul. And now people, oh, look. He, see, we told you he was innocent. No, no, no. 
don't, don't get mixed up. Don't get mixed up. Acquitted doesn't mean innocent. <laughs> Casey Anthony was found, was acquitted. O.J. Simpson was acquitted. The guy who killed in Florida years, a few years ago. Um, oh, he killed a young black kid. He was kind of Skittles. Oh, um, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, but the guy's name. I, can't, I, I don't care. I, I, honestly, I don't even care what his name is. George something. He's an asshole. He was acquitted. Does that mean, they, does that mean all three of them are He fucking signs bags of Skittles. The dude he is, autographs yeah. bags of Skittles. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Dude is guilty as sin. O.J. Simpson killed his wife. Mm-hmm. Or he had something to do with it. Casey Anthony killed her daughter. But they were all acquitted. Acquitted does not mean fucking innocent. And now Trump came out and said that this is the only beginning of the MAGA movement. I'm going to tell you what Donald Trump did. I'm going to tell you what he did. He basically guaranteed Democrats are going to stay in office forever. Let me explain. He basically split the Republican Party down the middle. Because there are some Republicans that want nothing to do with him and they'll always vote against him. And there are some Republicans that are Trumplicans now. He basically split that party right down the middle. Hopefully. I don't know. But... Yeah, I mean, how? how? All the evidence was there. And here's the worst part. All those Republicans on Saturday... I think it was on Friday, rather, that applauded one of the, one of the Capitol police officers that was in the chamber. They all applauded. Well, almost all applauded, except for Rand fucking Paul, oh, who yeah. didn't applaud. They all what? applauded him for being a hero. Oh, Eugene Goodman. Yes. Yeah. They all applauded him for being a hero, and then they went around, ran around and said no to what made him a hero. Right. Except for Rand fucking Paul, who didn't who didn't applaud. Fuck him too. Seriously, fuck him too. <laughs> but I don't get that. You all stood up and did the right thing. You all applauded him for being a hero. And then you go around and you vote not guilty to the crime, to the man being accused of the crime that made him a hero. Yeah. yeah well, they're scared. They're scared. Spineless. They, yeah. Right. They took, they, they valued their political future over doing the right thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect less of them. I ex- more, honestly, me, I seven expect. was more than I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting three. Three that voted left. I can't remember the names were. Lisa Murkowski was one of them, and the other two. But seven, a big number, wasn't enough. I mean, it's the only fucking country where you, more people find you guilty than innocent, and you still go free. <laughs> what the fuck's that about? America. 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 What America. are we watching? We are watching back to the show. Now we're back. Hmm. We're, in honor of tonight's, we're recording this tonight, NXT's Vengeance Day, we are watching In Your House, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And it is Valentine's Day. Yes, it is And Valentine's. I'm spending it with my Valentine. Aww. Yeah, guy. What, what did I do? I came down, brought you some chocolates. He did. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're yeah. not wrong. Happy Valentine's Day, boo. Thank you, boo. <laughs> As people know, a little personal. Valentine's Day is not a good day for me. My grandmother passed away on Valentine's Day. The woman who raised me. So it's not a good. I mean, I've I've gotten to the point where I I don't think about it anymore. I think about it, but not that way. Yeah. But still, one of those days where it's a fucked up day for it to you know. Yeah. No way. No either way. Say it. 
to, that happened on Valentine's Day that ruins it for whoever girl I'm dating. Oh. Well, she didn't have to go above and beyond. <laughs> but it's been seven years now, eight years, so I've gotten to the point where I get I'm over it. Not over it, but I'm able, I'm able to get through the day with no problem. Those first couple of years were rough. Yeah. They were rough. <laughs> they were rough. I remember. But you know, I've, I've gotten past it. You know, I'm, you know, you know, you got to move on eventually. Yeah. You know, time does heal all wounds, as they say. Yeah. So, having said that, so we are done with the chit chat portion of the show. It wasn't silent. Yeah, it, it rang. It's, it's I low. barely heard it. It's low, but yeah, I barely heard it. So I like that we are done with the chit chat portion of the show. Now it's time to do the real show. All right. So All right. what we're gonna do is talk about some news. Yes. Some wrestling news. Yes. You know what a a mall is? A mall? A mall or or an absence of space in a in a in a surface. It's a hole. God, that, you know what? You really, <laughs> you really took like you know, you really took a long way to get there. <laughs> so you really did. I kind of didn't even want to talk about this because at first when it first happened, I did, but now like everyone's talked about it, and to a point where WWE's now using it. Yeah. When it first, okay. Well, first, what we were talking about Nia Jackson and her whole. Uh, so basically, what happened? Was um they had a tables match with uh, Lana and Naomi as a tag team against um Naya. No, no, it was just Naomi, uh, Lana and Naya fighting. But Naomi was there with uh, at her corner, Lana's corner, and, and Shane was there right, right, right. on her corner. So, but it was a tables match. So it it came to a point where. N- Naya was gonna do her her leg drop on the apron. Now, have you ever seen Naya's leg drop? Yes, it's horrible. She doesn't. I mean, Grant, it's safe, as I should say. It's a safe leg drop. It's not like it's not like the Hogan leg drop where he got that air. Yeah, he went all the way up and came down. See, oh, let's correct something. Naya Jax is not a dangerous worker. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. The problem is she doesn't know her own strength. So I think sometimes she doesn't know her own strength and she does stuff like not thinking about it. Okay. Like certain moves that she does are quite safe the way she does it for her size. Yeah. But I think there are certain moves she does that she doesn't know her own strength or she doesn't, she misjudges the, the weight of the other person. Uh, you would think she would know by now though. Right. Like how, you know, how long has she been there? But, but regardless of that, the, so so she does do a leg drop. But her leg drop is just she just sits basically. Yeah, she just lifts her leg and and then sits. That's her leg drop. It, it's a safe version of the leg drop. Right. Yeah. It's not like Hogan. Hogan, the way he is now, is because of how high he went with those leg drops. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now he can hardly move. So anyway, so she she does his leg drop on the apron, misses Lana. Which was the spot, and she she literally says, "My butt, my hole," and then that but, becomes a meme. <laughs> but why? What I what I understand about it? Why would you say my hole? Would you say my ass? Maybe she was trying not to curse on TV, 
And holds the first thing that came to her mind? Dude, she said my butt first. And then she goes, my whole. And then, and then she, she, she saunters, she, like she limps along. And then uh, Lana puts her, just pushes her. And she goes to a table that was set up there. Um, they get me done with that for you. I hope. No, they're not. It's, it's going to continue. It's gonna, they're going to get the belts, probably. Yeah. Um, or at least get the title shot. Um, so, yeah, so that happened. And so it becomes a meme everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Where they, they brought up that big... Like, you know, they'll bring up that uh, spot with um, Bubba or Bully Ray. With, when he's yelling my my balls and, and there's another spot when um what's her name it was Rebel and Shelly Martinez I think or some someone Martinez and she's screaming my vag I don't remember that it's yeah I, got, I gotta look that up from Impact um of course it was from Impact <laughs> yeah she's yelling my vag um cause she was in like a cross leg or some shit like that and uh, and then now this my whole is just just added to the, the epithet of um, horrible calls or whatever. So, what 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 I found funny though is that they've brought in this into WWE now, where it's it's gonna be her gimmick now, where she has like a broken ass or something like that. Um, where early on, when this shit first happened, they were running away from it. Like if you put it on, on YouTube, they they, they cut, that's, they yeah, cut it out. Yeah, they bleeped it out or they cut it out. Um, any of the replays and whatnot, unless you had it on DVR. But any of the other replays, they took it out. But now they're owning it. I guess might, you might as well. I mean, look, as stupid as it is, you might as well own it at this point. It's not going away. It was so bad, it's not going. Away. Might as well fucking own it. Just own it. It's. You don't want to, but just own it. Nah, it's dumb. It's it is, but just own. At this point, just own it. Yeah. But yeah, so, so that that was an interesting start to this week. Yeah, and that was on, and that was Monday. Yeah, that was Monday. On Raw. Um, Danny Limelight, who just signed with AW, uh, got caught the COVID, uh, so he's gonna be out for a couple weeks. Caught the Rona. Caught the Rona. Um. So, so there's that. So hope for a speedy recovery for him. Uh, he announced it himself on Twitter. So, we're sucked. You know, he he just got signed. Yeah. He's a great fucking talent. They gave him that shine on like that one dynamite main event. I think it was against Kenny Omega and the other guys. It was like a six man. All right. Um, so he's cool. So hope hope for a speedy recovery for him. Uh, some NXT potentials. Parker Bordeaux. And uh, who's like a Brock uh, 2.0 type of guy because of the way he looks. Um, he's a football player. Have you seen this guy? What do you think of him? Um, I think I posted on a group page about this. I mean, I don't know. Like Paul Heyman's backed him up. Paul Heyman is, is a fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he could do. You know, I don't. I, I might seen him do anything in a ring. Are they just basing on his size? Well, he's an athlete. That doesn't mean anything. No, but he's an athlete, so he does have a good start. Uh, he does have training. The guy does hang around wrestlers and stuff like that. So, whether he's a wrestler, a good wrestler or not, we don't know. Um, 
but that'll be something for them to work on. He might just come in as a as a big guy, which right. would be easy for them to do. Obviously, he's gonna come in as a big guy. That's a dumb thing to say. Right? Yeah. Might be. <laughs> Second, he's gonna get shorter. Um. But, but he does have a great fucking look. They say he looks like like Brock, which I can see for yeah. sure. But I I, I can see him going beyond that look. Um. The other hopeful is um Bronson Steiner, or. Bronson Rex Steiner. Rex Steiner. But yeah. I think on Twitter, his handle is, is Bronson Steiner. Well, he'll probably use that. So, the, yeah, that's probably what he'll go as. Um, and he's a, he's another football player. Um, NFL. And uh, he's another NXT hopeful. And son of Scott Rick Steiner. Yeah, son of Rick Steiner. So, I figured you'd lead with that. I thought I did. I thought did. I said that. But anyway. So, uh, what do you think about this guy? I, I mean, he's got genetics. Yeah. Who his father was, yeah. you know. Hopefully, with the right training, you know he'll. You know he's got. You got these wrestlers that come in like, oh, he's got a great future because he he looks good. Mm-hmm. And, but then when he, when he got to start seeing him, like, oh, no. We see it all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, it would depend on the type of training they give him. Yeah. You know? Well, not only that, some people pick up on it. Some people just don't. But yeah, but it also depends on how they. Yeah, exactly. Like what you're saying, it's how he how he does goes with it. Right. Um, they do got great looks, and uh, it just depends on like the 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 PC. I I don't know what they do there or how they do it. Most I don't want to say most, but a lot of schools, quote unquote schools, are twelve week programs, and then that's it. And then they send you off, and then you, it's up to you to to become a star. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. The PC is a little bit different because you you can stay the PC for years. Yeah. Honing your skills. Which is not a bad thing either. If it worked. Right. I mean, but if you if you're getting better, but you're like a little behind, but you're getting good, you're getting and you'll stay in NXT for a while. Yeah, but the thing, yeah, the thing is, I just don't see like the output of it though. Like, if someone's been in like uh, indie wrestling, she's been there for years, four or five years now. She hasn't got better, you know. Kamea has been there for years, so I mean, I'm. Cu- because the from what I've heard, it, it's just they they're working on they're training the people who are being pushed. But also, y'all look at this way: if you're signing somebody like Indy Hartwell who was on the indie scene for a while, you're she's coming in with experience already, and if she's not picking up on it, she might have hit her ceiling already. If you're bringing somebody like, but Rick, the thing is, I don't think they're really doing any training other than having them go there and doing workouts, you know. Like do you know you know kip ups and shit like that? They're not really doing any type of training well, in I, the ring. I, I think they are. They I have mean, to. I'm sure they're, they're doing don't... training in the ring, but they're not really focusing on what. Like, I don't think it just it feels like it's like a like a whole class. They're not really it's like focusing on her or focusing on one person. You know, I think they focus on the people who are being pushed and whatnot, and then that's it. Well, I also think that it depends on the person. Like like somebody like India Hartwell or Kamea. They were indie got indie people before WWE signed them, so maybe they get trained differently than somebody that just came in off the street, who basically get started from ground zero with. You know what I'm saying? It depends on who you're training. You're bringing in an indie person and you want them to get better and they're not getting better. That's their ceiling. Like Austin Theory, we use him as another example. Yeah. He came in from Progress. Yeah. Oh, was it Progress? No, uh, um, Evolve. 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 
He was good, but he wasn't great. You no, know, he had a little controversy, but he, he, he they, moved, they moved past it. And you see him getting better in the ring. Mm-hmm. Because he was an indie guy right who was getting better, so he was getting pushed harder. Indy Hartwell's gotten a little better in the ring, so she's getting pushed a little bit. But she did teaming over Candice LeRae to cover up her flaws. Same thing with Camille. She's okay in the ring. She, she's getting a little bit better. But they're teaming, they're putting her in tag matches to cover up her But flaws. I'm saying, like, they should have been better already. Like, what are they doing in the PC that they've not improved? Some people just don't pick up on it, but, you know, you know but they, they use, basically use them to fill spots. I know. But I'm just right, saying, but, like, but like I'm what saying are they doing? Somebody like this kid and, like, um, Rick Steiner's son, yeah. they may get a little more time before we start seeing them. They may get more time to develop because they're not coming in as indie people. Yeah. They're coming in as raw meat. That they're gonna get pushed a certain way, right. so I think it depends on who you sign. You know, if you're signing somebody off the street, you sign somebody off the street, you gotta give them more time to develop. As in terms of signing an indie star, yeah. to who should have some kind of basic knowledge of wrestling. Well, those indie stars generally usually go through the twelve weeks, and then they they they're sent they're sent on their way. Right, I mean, if they go to certain promotions, they're expected. Let's say some, let's say they go through the twelve week program with whatever wrestling school mm-hmm. wrestling school A. Then they're sent out to the world. If they may go to some indie promotion and just looking for a body that doesn't care about the development, so the development gets stunted. Yeah, which you know, is, they, you know what? If they make mistakes in the ring, they don't have somebody like you look know, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. This is what you have to improve on. Here's how you do it. Then certain promotions aren't probably aren't doing that, so that stunts their growth. So then WWE gets them. All the training these people had for 12 weeks was lost when they went to some shitty indie promotion that didn't develop them at all. Yeah. So they get, basically WWE's got to stop. It's got to get rid of the bad stuff while putting the new stuff at the same time. That's not always the easiest thing to do. But I don't think WWE has an idea what the good stuff is. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, case in point, um, Keith Lee. You know what I'm saying? Like they sent them back to the PC to be to learn how to be a big man. You know, that's my problem with the PC. I don't think they know what that good stuff is. But you gotta remember also one thing: when he was in it, when Pete, when Keith Lee was just an NXT guy, he was allowed to be Keith Lee, yeah, the athletic big guy. The problem is he goes to Raw SmackDown. Vince McMahon wants a prototypical big guy, quote unquote. So he, so Vince McMahon still runs the PC. He owns the PC. He sends Keith Lee to the PC to change his style. Nothing to do with PC training there. It's what Vince ultimately wants. Yeah. So like you know, Keith Lee is a great, is an athletic big man. Yeah. We haven't seen something like that in a long time. Vince is like, no, no, no. Well, we're like, never gonna see it again as long and, as he stays there. And he's Vince not gonna beat us. And Vince is like, yeah, yeah. He was on work. Raw against Riddle. Last week, it was his first time back right. since being gone, and it wasn't Keith Lee, man. He was he was playing the idea the the big guy. He was playing Mark Henry basically. Yeah, yeah. And that you can't blame that on the PC. You blame it on Vince Vaughn's. But that I mean that's part of the PC. You know what right. I'm saying? But like, I'm, what I'm saying is, like the PC knows what they had in Keith Lee. They know what they had. Yeah. That they had a freakishly athletic big man, and and the PC worked on that. The PC made him better. 
Who? Keith Lee? Yeah. They 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 they, they fine tune Keith Lee. And we saw it on TV. And we saw it on TV in, ma- in his matches. With Dijakovic. We saw it. Well, we no, saw he, it. he wasn't PC trained. He went to the PC to train, sure, but as soon as he signed with NXT, he was on NXT. Right. It wasn't I, like he's, he went through a PC program. I understand that. What I'm saying is Keith Lee was Keith Lee. So yeah, the, so he didn't have like PC, the PC did programming. Was, they did, yeah, but they fine-tuned him. They, you know, they, they, they probably made him better. No, they did. They, they just let him be who he is. Right, but then... It wasn't goes, like he approved an NXT based off of what he was in the Indies. But then he goes to Raw and he becomes... And he is Keith Lee. Yeah. And Vince like, no, 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 that, that, that doesn't work for me. So they send him back to the PC to... Deprogram him. Right, but you can't blame the PC for that. Well, you, I'm, I'm How? just saying... How do you blame the PC for I'm that? I'm just saying they don't know what it is that these guys are good at. The pro- No, no, you're wrong. The PC does know Vince doesn't care. The PC knew what Keith Lee was good at. But I'm saying... Like, and, who, they, and they utilized it. Who has come from the PC who's improved... But if they go to Raw SmackDown, whatever they had that worked at the PC, right, forget Raw they SmackDown. get the pro- You can't forget Raw SmackDown. Let's just talk about NXT, because that's where they usually go first. Is NXT? You know, look at Kamea, who's been there for years. Look at um, Aaliyah, who's been there for years, who's just now improving. You know, some people pick. Here's the thing: some people pick up. Okay, I know it takes. Sometimes it takes years for I mean, someone to pick we'll, up. But what the hell is it taking these people years to, to train? You know? we'll, use, we'll, use, we'll use NBA right now. There are players in the NBA that, that played two years of college, got drafted, took them four or five years to become good, great players, to become really, really good players. Some people just develop and develop slowly. They, they, they absorb the knowledge differently. Some people absorb it quickly and get, and get pushed to the moon. And some people take longer. So somebody that's taking longer, Leah, who's taking longer to develop, they keep it there because they know the potential's there. It's just taking a longer to put all the pieces together. You can't blame the PC on that. I mean, you can blame if you want to blame the PC on that. You can blame the PC by saying, "Oh, they should let it go already." But they saw something. Come here. They saw something. She's getting better now. They saw something. It took a lot, like again. And go back to NBA. NBA teams see something in certain players. And if the NBA team is patient enough, they will let that player develop and become a great player, a great role player, a good starter, maybe an all-star down the line. So WWE and NXT have two choices. They can wait a year to, oh, this person's never going to catch on, which is cut, cut, cut bait. Or, okay, this person's got potential, but let's, let's work with them. We'll put them on TV, we'll put them in tag matches more. We'll put them on TV more. We'll, we'll let the you know we'll let them showcase themselves a little bit, build their confidence up a little bit. Maybe that's what they need more confidence. So it comes down to the person retaining the knowledge. You can't just cut and bait after a year. That that, that, that that's counterproductive. Cut baiting after a year, it's just counterproductive. I don't know. I just I just don't think the PC. Like I said, it's it's part of their star making thing, and I don't think WWE has it anymore. See, the problem is, if you look at NXT right now, forget, you look at NXT right now, they, there are people that if they went to, if Triple H started another, another promotion and t- could take whoever he wanted, 
there are people in NXT that will be stars for him. There will be stars in the wrestling world. But yeah, but they're not PC created stars. They're indie stars. Like who are you talking about? Well, Adam Thatcher, Cole would be PC. a star. Yeah, that's indie. The problem is, he came in a star. There are no really no created stars in wrestling. WWE doesn't have created. They they haven't done. But they have. They they have the tools to do so. But the problem is, they they they're not one to sign wrestling. That's why I'm surprised about the Rick Steiner's son and and Bardos. I'm surprised about this because normally they rather see what they could do on the indie scene first. That's why they, these guys are on the indie scene for a while. They don't want to sign people who want to start from scratch with a lot of people. They don't want to do it. They did it with Roman Reigns. Like Roman Reigns came in off the street, basically. He had his family, of course. Yeah, he, had, yeah. you know, he had the name. But Ty, Seth Rollins was a star before. Was an indie guy first. Yeah. Every, you can't say they don't create stars. They take indie wrestlers and make them stars. They don't take the... It's, it's rare for a WWE to take somebody in off the street with no wrestling training and make them a, a great wrestler. But I'm saying, like, it, it's not the PC that's creating these stars. It, it's those guys themselves. They took the training that they took from the schools that they went to and made themselves stars. Yeah, but uh, we we'll use, we'll, we'll use Seth Rollins, who I mentioned, was t- when he was Tyler Black mm-hmm. to what he is now is 100% different. He, the, WWE made him better. NXT... When he was NXT, he was the first NXT champion. They NXT made him better. They trained him. They made him better. They took whatever skill set he had and they made it better. John Moxley, when he was Dean Ambrose in NXT, they made him better. They but, um, they take indie guys and they make them better. Yeah, that's creating a star. No, that he he came in. With the knowledge and everything, you know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was already skilled. He already had the the, the talent. It the 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 PC just just honed it, I guess more. Right. So, but that's about it. But he, he didn't create thing. him a star. But he has all he did that himself. All right, ask a question. You you watch you know a little about basketball. Yeah. LeBron James is a star. Yeah. He is a superstar, right? Right. Did the Cleveland Cavaliers make him a star? Uh, no. no, he was a star in high school. He came right out of high school, so while he had the talent to be the star, he didn't become a star to, until he went to the NBA and started be, started training with people on that level. So it's like somebody Tyler Black, um, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, um, Johnny Gargano. These guys were great indie guys. If we're gonna use basketball now, they're great college stars. When they got to WWE or quote unquote the pros, the pros made them better. It gave them the skills they needed to take their game to the next level. So, so we use like like a college player, Tim Duncan, NBA Hall of Famer, played four years of college in Wake Forest, great NBA player. Was he? He was a great NBA, great college player. Mm-hmm. Went to the NBA, went to the San Antonio Spurs, a, a professional basketball team. They made him a better player. They made him a superstar. So these guys have talent coming in, but when they go to their franchise, they go WWE, if you want to use a wrestling analogy, that they, WWE makes these great players, the great wrestlers, better. They create the stars out of, they take the, the talent that's there ready, they mold it and make it better. 
I, I think we're crossing lines here. No, we're not because we're not because you, you like you Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was great on the NBC of Tyler Black and Ring of Honor. He was great. Right. He is better now. He went to NXT. They made him better, and made and they made the architect. They created the architect of Seth Rollins on the side, whatever he's calling himself now. So these guys are great on the indie scene. They go into the WWE, into the PC or whatever, NXT, and the PC makes them better. It creates stars. It takes the raw talent that's there and it molds it the right way. But I'm saying, like, he already had the the psychology of it then. Right. But, but, um, who are the women I was talking about? Like, uh, Kamea or Aaliyah or... What was the indie indie wrestling? Indie Hartwell, yeah. Um, like hurt, like they don't they don't have that. They don't have those 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 that that foundation. You can tell just by watching them. Right. Well, we use the NBA example for that too. There are players that are drafted number one overall. They come out of college highly recruited. They're going to be great NBA players until they get to an NBA team. The okay. NBA teams, yeah, they don't have it. Okay, but. These people have been there for years. Like, shouldn't they have that foundation already? Like, if you're not gonna get it, if you're not okay, then why they're there? If there's enough talent there that they they're serviceable, like there are players in the NBA that got drafted number one. You figured they were they will be a cornerstone player for a team. No, they're 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 serviceable players who play for multiple teams. Are they superstars? No, but they're serviceable. They do their job. Indy Hartwell, Camille, they do their job. They're, that's why they get pushed more in the tag division. Because they're they're good, but the tag matches cover... Candice LeRae covers up Indy Hartwell's flaws. I don't know what you mean by covers up. Like, because you still see those flaws. Right, but the problem is... Like, what do you mean cover up? She... Indy Hartwell doesn't have to be in the ring all the time. If she's floundering a little bit or the match's not going the right way, she takes Candice LeRae and Candice LeRae gets to control of the match again. That's why I see all wrestlers in tag matches a lot because they're good but they're not great and they're better They're better tag team wrestlers. Like, Indy Hartwell might, might be one of those wrestlers better at a tag team wrestler. Nah. She, her, she, she, has, she can just do very limited stuff in the ring yeah. and she doesn't have to be in the ring a lot. So she can come in for short spurts, look good, tag out. Makes her look better. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, some, and you some, know you lost, that's why. Well, I wasn't, like, wasn't fighting with you in the argument. It was just... I wanted to debate. It's fine. Okay. Just admit it. Just admit it. Okay, sweetie. Um, <laughs> Love you, boo. <laughs> Keith Lee and Mia Yim engaged. Oh, I'm so happy for them. I wonder if she'll wear the mask at her wedding. Um... They need to get. They they need to be done this retribution fucking angle. Seriously, <laughs> they've done nothing with this angle. No. All they're doing is losing. Well, no, they've they've been winning actually. They they, they beat the they beat the shit out of Ricochet. Ricochet. Oh, don't get me started, please. Dude, dude the whole idea of Ricochet was that he was gonna. He did this uh, this promo. Where he was gonna go. Through How does the ref not see all that crap in the ring? Uh. He was going to go through all of the Retribution one by one, and he did. But every match he had with Retribution, he lost. Clean, for the most part. Right? And then he got to Ali, losing his way up to Ali, 
and then lost to Ali. And how you lose your way up. That's how they did it. And then they were doing the same thing with uh, the new day, uh, Xavier Woods. Um, I think a bit more 50-50 with his wins, though. I'm not sure about that. But, yeah, but basically he's going through each one. I miss old WWE. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah. You, you miss the puppies. Yeah. <laughs> um. He was, so yeah, he was going through all the, all of them, and he I think he just either he beat, I think he beat Slapjack, no T Bar, one of them, and 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 then he was demanding a match with Reckoning, <laughs> which is Mia Yim. So I don't I doubt he's gonna get that, but that's what he was demanding. At the, this was at Raw, so, but yeah, congratulations to the the happy couple though. I, what they did to Ricochet is a damn shame. Yeah. They, they, well, that's just a, that's just a damn shame. <laughs> damn. Yeah. And uh. Yeah. The they put the first episode of Evolve up recently on the the network. Okay. It's good shit. You can see Ricochet up in there. It's good shit. Um, when he had like the long hair. Um. But yeah. Ricochet, uh, where was, oh yeah, so congratulations to the happy couple, um, and uh, hopefully they have a blessed future. Yeah. Uh, my advice to Keith Lee is to run! No, I'm joking. <laughs> you wife doesn't listen to the show, don't you? Love my life, love my wife, love my life, love my wife. <laughs> Did you want, your wife listen to the show? No. Okay, good. Uh, you had some news about Sammy Guevara? Yes. And Impact Wrestling confirmed it while we were talking. Okay. So, if you watched AEW, a little spoiler for your show, Sammy Guevara quit the inner circle. Yeah. He had it out with MJF finally, he quit the inner circle. And you saw him on Impact, on AEW, just leaving. So I need to get away from this place for a while. Hmm. The plan that was come up with Chris Jericho was he would go to Impact and have some matches there. We thought, we thought they were going to do Sean Spears. Remember we thought Sean yeah. Spears? Yeah, yeah. Think apparently that never happened. So that was the plan. So I'm going to read you what was written. Because I, I didn't have time to actually read it first. So Impact officials confirmed that Sammy Guevara was going to do a storyline with them. But that was canceled because Sammy wanted to change certain aspects of it. The original plan was Guevara to work a short storyline at the taping that began this past Tuesday... Through Thursday, playing off Guevara quitting in a circle. Multiple sources indicate that AEW and Impact worked out the plan, but that Guevara did not fly to Nashville the day before the taping was scheduled and rescheduled himself to arrive in Nashville just a few hours before the taping would begin. Impact sources also indicate that although everyone had agreed to the planned ideas, Guevara began texting Impact officials about alternate ideas and, and quote-unquote not want to do what was agreed to. At this point, at that point, Impact officials canceled Guevara off the tapings. PWIinsider.com was told that the majority of what had been planned for Guevara saw Decay's Black Taurus utilized in that role instead. Impact, Impact added there were no issues between AEW and Impact's relationship and that, that it remains quote-unquote golden. I, I don't, why would you just not do the job? The plan was worked out. Everybody agreed to it. Why would Sammy not go? Like why would he? Why I don't get why he would bring it, make it this an issue. 
Well, what was the, was he sent to job to someone? I nobody knows. Whatever they had planned for him, he didn't like. Supposedly. Right, but Impact confirmed it. So there's got to be more to it if Impact confirmed it. Well, supposedly. Why do you say that? Well, did they name names? Is Impact coming out with this? No, they're they're saying that officials came to them and, yeah. But still, I mean, why would you not just do what you do what you have to do? It's that Impact officials confirmed the story, confirmed that they, that they're going to Impact Sam was going to do a storyline with them. I'm curious what they want to do with him that he didn't want to do. I mean, it's Impact, so. <laughs> They may have wanted him to job to someone, which would be dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, listen, the these doors, the, the the these forbidden doors, which I'm I'm already tired of hearing that terminology, yeah. but these forbidden doors are kicked open now. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, there's going to be a... Uh, it seems like there's going to be a lot of trading. Not trading, but... Exchange of talent. Exchange of talent. You know? Um, where Sammy was supposed to go to Impact, which may still happen. Um, uh, and uh, the No Surrender last night, they announced that um, Finn Juice is coming. Fit Finley and um, Juice Robinson, Robinson yep. from New Japan. As New Japan tags team, guys. So. Right. They're coming over as an exchange. And I read something about that, that Don Callis and Scott Demore had to fly to Japan mm-hmm. to work this out. Because it, cause New Japan had soured on impact over the last management team at yeah. Impact. Yeah. They were not happy. So yeah. basically, Don Callis and Scott Demore had to go to Japan to talk to locker room. Yeah, because they were... going to be different now. Yeah, because they the weren't people. happy with how they used Okada and Sonata. And right, I remember. So yeah. It was, a, it was a big problem. Um... And Okada hates his time, according to the Bucks. I hated his time there at Impact. Um, but yeah, so 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 there's that. So the, like Finn Juice is coming. This supposed uh, deal with Sammy Guevara is happening, or may happen. Um, the there's news. I guess this is a good transition to there's a uh, supposed news that Okada. And this is from Meltzer. Is um, company is gonna show up somewhere? Probably, yeah. probably AEW. As soon as they, he's got to get out of Japan first. Yeah. They gotta wait for the um the restrictions to be lifted. Yeah. So it's not gonna happen anytime soon. But they they can still travel through Japan. Yeah, but they can't go from Japan to the United States. They, they just gotta quarantine. Right. They, if, yeah, probably unless he's here already, it probably won't be for at least another month. Yeah, but he just got to go through the quarantine and stuff like that, and that's the thing. But the thing is, is he is coming. Yeah, you know? whether it's Impact or AEW, but the deal is with all of them. Yeah. You know? So. So basically, it's Impact, NWA, and AEW New Japan. Yeah, I mean. With the exchange, it's it's AW Impact in New Japan. Uh, NWA, as far as I know, it doesn't factor in. I think NWA is just AW and in NWA. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I haven't seen them being involved with Impact yet 
in any way, which would be kind of cool. Um, I haven't seen them getting involved with um, New Japan in any sort of way, uh, as far as I know. Um, so, and then the only thing I've seen of any exchange with NWA is the women's division. Right, um, which makes me, I mean, who else in the NWA would you want to see in either Impact or AEW, besides Nick Aldis? They really have no talent left. Uh, got a couple here, or there. Yeah, their their women's division is good. Um, uh, what was that tag? I forgot their names. They were the champions before they went to um, the Rockers. Fuck. Oh, they're um, part of Nick Aldis' team. Oh, I remember what you talked about. Yeah, it came out strictly business. Yeah, yeah. They would be a good tag to have. I mean, James Storm, man, what was his partner? Well, James Storm is in Impact now. Oh, oh yeah, he'll be good, too, the, the partner. Um, face of, not the Face of Facts guy. No, what the fuck is his name? Oh, crap. Oh, man. Uh, yeah! <laughs> I forgot his name. What the fuck is he called? Hold on, I'm going to look it up real quick so I can figure it out. Fuck. Yeah! That's his whole gimmick. I'm looking up right now. Hold on, give okay. me one second. We're gonna hear. We're gonna see him. We're like, oh yeah, okay. Fuck, oh, I, uh, it's bothering. Eli me. Drake. Drake. Fuck. Yeah, Drake. He will be good. He's a great promo. I mean, Mike Bennett's in Ring of Honor now. Yeah, Bennett. I mean, the Pope, the Dan, uh, Elijah Burke is there. Yeah, Pope. Yeah, so they got good people. Homicide is is not Homicide there. No. Well, here's their roster as of 2020. You ready for this? Go. Aaron Stevens. He used to be... Um, yeah, no, thank you. No. Effie. Oh, yeah, he'll be good. Eli Drake. Effie's in NWA? Yeah. I don't remember why I seen him. As of, tw- as of 2020. Or maybe he's just signed with them. I don't remember seeing Jordan him. Clearwater. Jordan Cruz. J.R. Kratos is one half of the NWA World Tag Team Champion. He's good. J.R. Kratos. He's good. He'll um, be good. I don't know which part of his though. doesn't say here. But oh, Kratos Aaron Stevens is his partner. What? Aaron Stevens is his partner. What? I don't want... This must be new shit they've been doing. I haven't seen this. But J.R. Kratos is good. He was just in Bloodsport. Um, um, Mike Bennett, who just went to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Nick Aldis, Elijah Burke, Leo Rush, who's actually, who's actually in AAA right now, too. And he's signed to Major League Wrestling. Trevor Murdoch and and Eric Watts. That's their roster. Yeah, that's that's all they have left. Yeah, but they got they could throw like not, it's not like they're doing anything. So they can throw some of those men's over to do like a men's program. You know, you like Drake, you know, or or Jr. Kratos or something like that. I'm not saying they should do anything like that, but it, for if they want to be more part of the exchange of talent program going on here, Jr. Kratos would be good. You like Drake would be good. Um, it would be fun to see Stevens on Dark. You know? Yeah, they, it looks like they beat Aaron Stevens and Gerald Kratos beat Eli Drake and James Storm November 10th in California. Okay. I don't know. Um, I didn't hear anything about that, but okay. It, it might have been part of that um, primetime wrestling program. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I didn't watch most of those. So, 
so yeah so they got they do have some mandate to be part of this exchange um, but as of right now it just feels like it's just a woman's right now and primarily Dave and Thunder Rosa um, but yeah the, yeah I'm, I'm excited very excited for all of this okay I'm, I'm gonna like wet my pants the moment we see cash coming down from the sky whether it's AW or Impact hopefully it would work so much better in AW but just seeing that cash come down you know and then they're just flowing all over the place and there he is fucking the rainmaker I would cry I would literally fucking cry and of course the big one that they can if they ever the doors open I'm sure they'll probably want to wait till the doors open and wait for Russell King Russell Kingdom but Kota Bushi, you know the AEW champion versus the New Japan champion you know Kenny Omega versus Kota Bushi. that's the story everyone wants right but uh yeah I'm super fucking excited for that shit we'll get into that more um more on impact you talked about Blake Christian that's your story yeah um Blake Christian who was just at the end of the impact pay-per-view yesterday mm-hmm. signed the developmental deal with WWE that's good for him. You know, he's a young, he's one of those young guys that, like I said, like I said earlier, go we'll go back to that, can flourish under the WWE system. They'll 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 smooth his game out, and they'll make him a better wrestler. I mean, he's he's good now. I but mean, yeah, but they, they'll make him better. That's one thing the PC does is they uh, they figure out your flaws and they work and they fix them. The know. PC system is good. I don't think so. I think it is. I don't know. But anyway, but the he's good. This dude and he he put in work up until this point too. This dude was everywhere. This dude was wrestling on AW. This dude was wrestling on Impact. This dude was wrestling on NWA. Uh, this dude was at New Japan Strong. Uh, did they? I did he go to Japan and did one of their tournaments, or did he did the American version of the tournament? I think he did the American version. Of it. It's probably yeah. It's probably at the New Japan Strong stuff. But uh, yeah, this dude was all over the fucking place, and he was recently part of the that twenty four hour uh, GCW show, um, telephone type show, um, Fight Forever. He was everywhere. He had yeah, he had a interesting match with um, Leo Rush there. Um, yeah, dude, the dude worked hard, and it got him. It got him noticed, and it got him. It got him a contract, at least. Uh, uh, PC uh, contract, and you know he'll look good in, in the NXT, mm-hmm. and then he'll go to Raw SmackDown if he goes. Yeah. He might be one of those guys that Vince doesn't want on Raw SmackDown. Well, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I, mean, I read somewhere that Karen Cross is being is being fast tracked to Raw SmackDown. Well, that was he was being fast tracked from the start. Right, but I think originally the plan was to put the NXT title back on him first. Mm-hmm. I, I think that plan is gone. Because they don't want to waste more time. Right. Which the idea fun. was to... He was being fast-tracked from a jump. The moment he jumped in. But they wanted to give him an NXT title reign first. Yeah. That was the plan. Then he got hurt and had to vacate the title. Yeah. And I guess... The, I think the original plan when he came back was to go after the title right away. Yeah. But I don't think that's happening now based on what happened on NXT this week, which I'll get into when we get to the show. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. You know, I put him on Raw SmackDown. Yeah. I, I, that's where I want to see him anyway. But you're not. You don't want to see him there because you're not going to watch him. <laughs> I'll. I 
if it goes on SmackDown, I'll probably watch it. I try to watch SmackDown when I can. Hmm. If it goes on Raw, I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> Both shows are garbage. Yeah, but at least SmackDown, gets, at least SmackDown has a little bit of some redeeming qualities. They really don't. It's just back in the hole. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real quick, just run through this. Uh, Mako Sonomara made her debut on New Japan UK. I'm sorry. NXT UK. Um, and it was a... It was an interesting debut. They they put her against uh, Isla Dawn. She's like this vampire-looking wrestler that they have. And um, I felt like it went a bit too long for her debut. She should have just killed her. She's the final boss, you know. Right. But um, but she but it did show that she can still go. She's still fast. She's still good. So. And uh, they. Where did they put her in the UK and not like on NXT proper? Well, again, it could have been her choice. You know, it might it might have been easier for her to get from Japan to UK, or maybe she lives in the UK. Regardless, I don't know what her living situation is anyway. Um, but uh, but, I mean, she's better off there than in, in, anywhere else. Um, and they did tease a woman's title shot for her because the the woman's champion, uh, Kylie Ray, Kylie Ray came out, and um. And to watch the match, so we may get that match eventually. But uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I love Mako Sonomara, and uh, she's cool. It's a great, great debut for her. That show is very interesting too. Uh, NXT UK. No crowd, right? Yeah, it's no crowds, but they they now have the piped in noise. Um, I know you love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> sorry, cancel. <laughs> but uh. Sorry, but yeah, let's move on. Um, I'm not, I won't get into it much, but uh, Impact had their No Surrender show we talked about not too long ago. Yeah, I couldn't watch it last night. But it was, the thing was glitching on me. I couldn't watch it last night. I'm not going to get into match by match, but it was interesting. It wasn't boring or, in, or the stupid stuff they did wasn't too egregious right. and shit. Um, most matches I guess would bottom out at three. Uh the women's uh tag match wasn't all that great. The uh, Fire and Flavor versus Havoc and Nevea was yeah, it was whatever. I, I will bottom down out at two and a half. Uh the main event they did make me like remember how much I loved Tommy Dreamer the face, you know? Cause yeah. it was his birthday and throughout the whole show, it was all about him in the back talking to people and people thanking him. And I think it was his retirement match. Oh, he's that, leaving Impact. That came out of nowhere. Um, I saw a lot of guys I didn't watch. I saw a lot of yeah. thank you, Tommy stuff. Yeah. Maybe he's going, maybe he's leaving. You know, he did what he had to do there. Maybe yeah. maybe he's going to AEW for a while. Maybe. Um, no scary about that. Tommy Jr. and I are the same age. Yeah. I, I thought he was, I don't know if I thought he was younger or older. But no. we're the same age. Same age. Yeah, we're fifty. Yeah, we're both old men. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, they did a did a lot of those backstage stuff when people were talking, and he did a some promos and shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's like, he was always like the perfect yeah. baby face. Yeah, guy. Uh, he was the face of ACW. Yeah, and they remind you of that. They showed him winning his title and shit like that. And I was like, this is yeah, I want to yeah, I wanted him to win the title. They did a good job at that. Um. The and the match was fine. Like like I, I give it three and a half. Um, they also, oh, of course, the the other big 
thing to this was uh, Private Party versus The Good Brothers versus um, uh, what's his name Storm and it was the other a triple guy. threat. Yeah, they turned into a triple threat last week. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, those supposed to be a one on one. Yeah, they, they turned into a triple threat because it what's the James Storm and the other guy from the Machine Guns? Oh, um, Alex Chris Saban. Chris Saban, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know why? You know why Alex Shelley's not wrestling? Why? He has, he's actually a ther- physical therapist, right? And he has patients, yeah. and because of the quarantine stuff. Mm-hmm. He can't go back and forth Then he can't take care of his patients uh-huh. So he took his career over wrestling Because like, wrestling is the idea does for fun Yeah But we always gotta make his money Yeah So, so basically he can't he can't quarantine he, There's too much going back and forth With the quarantine stuff yeah. And his patient load is getting heavier again Yeah So he decided to focus on His physical therapy Yeah right. so he'll be, he'll be back Yeah but I'm glad that, I, mean, I think everybody was scared That something was wrong Yeah But he came out and made a statement I oh, know that's cool yeah. I can respect that so, yeah, it was turned into a triple threat last week because uh, Private Party would interfere interfered or something like that. And so, what's his face? Scott Demore comes in and says, Scott Demore is, he's the, the type of GM or whatever he is that always does like the whole O. Henry moment to the hills where the, the hills like all, he's, t- Scott Demore is like, oh, you know what? You know what? You don't want them. Interfering in your match anymore? You know what? Fine, they won't interfere in your match. And then and, and the heels are like, Yeah, all right, all right, Scott, you're doing a good job. And then Scott turns it around like, you, They won't interfere. You know why? Because they're going to be in the match now. And then then the heels are like, What? No! You know, it's always like that, the weird old Henry type moment for him. So that it got turned into this triple threat situation. Um, I guess. So no one looks bad other than the team that lost, which wasn't either, which wasn't private party that lost it. It was um, the 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 tech the storm and storm and saving it. So, so private party doesn't look bad losing. So whatever, and it was a it was a decent match, not great. I was I was scared about the X division number one contender. Uh, match which was a triple threat um, revolver match where they were where they had like eight men involved in this but it was triple threat at a time so like elimination so as soon as one person gets pinned then a new person would come in so it was like a revolver right um, I did enjoy this this was a lot of fun um, very it was spot monkey um, match for sure like people just doing spots all over the fucking place um, so that was good I, I give that like a three and three quarters so it was a lot of fun to watch that um, they gave it to um, the the guy from North oh Josh Alexander yeah, yeah. Uh, he won so he's the next challenger for the X Division which was surprising um, but yeah, so so I guess the guy does Austin Austin Ace Austin what's his name Ace Austin yeah he doesn't get the shot he he got he won the thing but he doesn't get a shot at the title that's why Impact pisses me off I was like so there really wasn't any reason for that cup unless they do what AEW does where you win a tournament but you gotta wait you gotta wait for somebody else to make a shot before you do but dude he won it a long time ago he doesn't get a shot and this is a tournament this was the the, not tournament. This was the the pay per view. He doesn't get a shot. This Alex Alex um, whatever his name is. Marvin. No, not Marvin. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah he gets the shot. The next shot. Oh, Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander, thank you. Yeah? So, it's like, he, does, he doesn't get a In shot. In fact, it's weird how they book their wrestlers. Yeah. Like, again, I'll go back to it. Go back to Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is a former world champion. Mm-hmm. Where is he? Um, Jordan Grace is a former women's champion. Where is she? They were on this card, though. Uh, Eddie Edwards had a match with um, Matt Cardona and um, against the Brian Byers and uh, or Myers, whatever his name is, and um, Hernandez. Well, that was fine. That was a fine match. I'd bottom it out at three. Yeah, but you know what? Eddie Edwards should be involved in the title picture. He's a former world champion. He didn't even yeah, get but he has no heat, unfortunately. Like, there's nothing about him. He's 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 not relevant right now. Who should be in the title? Which I I think they should probably give him the title by now. Is Moose? Dude has a lot of heat behind him right now. Um, I think it it, it would mean more if they if he had the title against Kenny, than it would against Rick Swan. Rick yeah, Swan. I agree with that. You know, I know I like Rick Swan, but I just don't think there's a lot of heat in that match compared to a Moose, who has a lot of heat behind him right now. It'll make more sense. Or maybe they want to use Moose later on down the line to be the one to take it off of Kenny later. Or something like that. You know? Yeah. But, anyway. Uh, yeah. Bloodsport, real quick. I'm not going to go over match for match. But Bloodsport 4 was uh, Friday night. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was last night, actually. Um, Saturday night. Uh, Bloodsport, if you don't know, it's... It's just it's like shoot wrestling, basically. What they try to do with Raw Underground, they basically were trying to copy Bloodsport, but Raw Underground tried to turn it into a cartoon, you know, where where you got McMahon guy just being like a cartoon guy over there or some shit like that. It, but the actual Bloodsport is really good, uh, really good stuff here. You got they had a, think about it. They have a match with. The competitors is one is called Super Beast, and the other guy is called Bad Dude Tito. Bad Dude Tito. Yeah. and it's it's a it's a lot of it's it it's it's a lot of grapple fucking. It's a lot of like that shoot style wrestling. So, I highly recommend it. They did it differently this year, where it wasn't on fight or anything like that. It was just on the Bloodsport website. So if you bought it, you had to watch it through their website. Uh, That's why I didn't share it with you because I don't think I would have been able to. I don't want. I want. I want to watch it anyway. I, it's good stuff. I, I loved it. Um, that's why I brought up Jr. Kratos earlier because he was there against uh, Alex Coughlin from New Japan. Um, yeah, so that was great. So let's get let's get to the the main event. Well, do you want to review? You want to give a quick preview and predictions for Takeover? Oh, yeah, let's do that real quick. Yeah. Okay, now keep in mind the predictions are going to have some spoilers for my show. Okay, yeah. So, right, so opening match, well, I don't know if it's the opening match, but this is the order the match I have here. Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez for the women's title. Yeah, well, for, for, the interest is high, I would say. That I think Mercedes, Mercedes might be the pin eater. Uh, Mercedes? Uh, yeah. I guess. She feels, yeah, I guess, she feels so shoved into this. Yeah. Compared to the other two, where the other two actually have a story against each other, and they br- and you they bring it up in your on your show. Like, 
it makes it, that's why I, I didn't want to see this as a triple threat right you know um, I kind of want to see Tony and Io go one on one. Yeah, and they have the story. The story is there for them, you know. Tony beat Io before, but now, yeah, I guess Mercedes might be the pin eater, you know. Who uh, takes it? I say Io Shirai. Um, I'm gonna go with Tony Storm. Okay. I think maybe Io. I think I'm gonna go with Tony Storm. Okay. Next up, we have the first of the two Dusty Classic Finals. As you, you got Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who won last week, yeah. against the winners of this week's first spoiler and Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. And they announced, again, no spoiler for my show, they announced that the winner gets a clash, gets a shot at the women's tag titles. Yeah, they get to fight the whole. Which means <laughs> they might be doing what I want them to do, putting the women's title on NXT. This might be the first step. Yeah. I just don't see how it's beneficial. Couldn't hurt, believe me. So, who takes this? Uh, it's Io Shirai. I'm sorry. Ember Moon and Shotzi Ember versus and Shotzi. Dakota Kai and Raquel. I'm going to say Dakota Kai and Raquel. I'm going to say Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart and Raquel Gonzalez turns on Dakota Kai. Like, maybe Dakota Kai gets pinned and Raquel Gonzalez is turned on her. I guess. I mean, if it's WWE. Right, next up, the second... Oh, actually, I'm going to jump around a little bit. We got Johnny Gargano, Kushida for the North American title. Uh, this sh- match could steal the show. Yeah, it's supposed to. Like, this match was just designed to steal the show. I'm still... Um, I'm going to say Gargano keeps it. I want... Yeah, I'm going to say Kushida. Right. I'm going to say Kushida. Um, the second of the Dusty Classic Finals. Another spoiler... MSK, Nash Carter, and Wes Lee versus the grizzled young vets of James Drake and Zach Gibson. I am going to say the grizzled young vets. I am too. I wouldn't be mad if MSK won. No. But I wouldn't be mad. But grizzled young vets should take it. The grizzled young vets should take it. Yeah, they've, they've done a really good job of introducing them and making them feel main event, the MSK kids. Yeah, um, but they're not ready for it yet. But again, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they got the upset. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad, but I don't think they... I think it should be the grizzled young Yes. Yeah. All right, and the main event. For the first... This is the first time they've ever met one-on-one. Finn Balor and the Bruiserweight Pete Dunne for the NXT Championship. I am so looking forward to this match. Yeah, I am the, too. They, the, build, the video package they did on my show this week was great. Yeah, it was good. It was Got good. me really excited for the match. Yeah. Um, after who takes it, I don't know. I'm going to say Finn. I would like Pete Dunne to win it and then go on that long-ass title reign like he did with the UK title. Yeah. Just beat everybody in front of him. Yeah. I would like that. That would be cool if they did that. You know, you know, he was the longest reigning UK champion. Now we're going to make him the longest reigning NXT champion. NXT, yeah. That would be kind of cool. Well, who you say takes it? I'm giving it to Finn. I'm going to give it to Finn. I am too, but it won't be easy. I, it'll be one of those matches where... Ah, damn. I want to say Finn. If it, you know why? Because he's a OG BC, right? And they want to keep it on an OG BC. Maybe. Yeah. But I wouldn't... Because be, another OG... No, but I OG wouldn't part. be mad if, if Pete Dunne took it. Yeah. I love Pete Dunne. Okay, but what's your choice, though? Oh, fuck. Make a choice, man. Ah. Uh, Damn. I'm going to go with Finn. Finn? All right. 
So that's the um, the breakdown of the takeover tonight. Now, I'm sure there'll be, co- hopefully, it'll add a little surprise in there for us. Yeah. On uh, NXT TakeOver VD. Sorry. Laughing at my own joke. <laughs> I'm laughing at it too. It was pretty funny. I think I don't know if I mentioned it on the show or on private. I hope that going forward, all the takeover shows are in your house names. They revive those names of the old in, old in your house shows. That would be fine. Yeah. Like and in your house, like takeover bad blood. Let me see what all takeovers were. Now, 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 I'm damn, now I'm damn curious. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. Okay, so these were all the in, in your house shows. Uh history. Nope. <laughs> this is great radio. Okay, they had the they had Triple Head of the Great White North. They, they ever go to Canada? Canada. Do you want a great night? Seasons beatings would be good one around the holidays. Yeah. Rage in the Cage, you have for like, maybe for like a like a main event cage match. Yeah. Good friends, better enemies. You know, that I mean, would have been cool for when Gargano fought Tommaso. Yeah. Good friends, better enemies. I mean, a lot of these days would be good for the, the free purviews. Yeah, or both. You know, like the season's beatings and shit like that? Uh, Mind Games would be a cool name. Yeah. Uh, it's Time, Stupid. Final Four, Revenge of the Taker. A Cold Day in Hell, maybe. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Canadian Stampede, they go back to Canada. Yeah. Ground Zero would be a nice one. Bad Blood. No Way Out, maybe. Well, they have No Way Out. Well, they—that's one of the ones they've canceled. They don't have—they don't currently have a no way out. Over the edge, maybe. Fully loaded breakdown. Judgment Day. If they ever bring Judgment Day back. They brought Vengeance Day. They brought Vengeance so back. There are a lot of cool ones they could if they take those names. That would yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah. But let's get to the main event. Let's do it. Let's do the main event. This is the Wednesday night Smarks where John and I. Uh, shoot review NXT and AW against each other, and remember, it's just our opinions. And if you don't like it, we don't care. Can, you can go fuck yourselves. Now, as always, we open up with the, the numbers, the ratings. So AW did a seven forty one. Oh, before you go on, we forgot to mention yeah. one thing. But a little bit more news. Ty Valkyrie signed oh, with yeah, NXT. Right, 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 right. With WWE. She'll debut in NXT. We had a feeling she was going to go there. Yeah. She'll go in NXT for a little while. I mean, AEW could have used her more for their women's division. I think they're fine now. But Well, they're only fine because what they did. Yeah. yeah. But I think she would have been better. I think she probably would have got... It'd be nice for them to have a legend type right. person there. She'll go to... Ty yeah. Valkyrie will go to NXT for a little while. Then she'll go to, she'll go to wherever John Morrison is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one be surprised to come to the ring with Morrison and this. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that'll be her WWE retirement. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Keep no worries. So, ratings. AEW did a 741,000. Uh, getting a point twenty nine, a .29 in the demo. And uh, coming in at 21 uh, for the night. The... At everything above, this was another fucking news. This was the fourth eye uh, on a Wednesday. And yes, I know this isn't just happening on a Wednesday, but it's affecting these shows because a lot of this shit was is, is, is fucked up. The, everything 
above this was news except for the challenge right challenge beats everything challenge is a juggernaut but everything because of the impeachment hearings and all that shit the news was top of mind this day again so AW got pushed down to 21 uh, NXT did uh, 558,000.12 in the demo uh, and coming in at 62nd for the night. It was horrible for NXT on this day. Um, yeah, this, again, the, the, again, the news... It's a big factor here. They they came in and everything above AEW was news except for the challenge. Um, and then everything throughout was a lot of news stuff and sports. Good thing. I mean, it it's not AEW is not popping champagne because of what they did today. Right. But. <coughs> <coughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Um. Like I was saying, the AEW's not popping champagne or anything like that, but the, they're not... They're looking at this with a, like, a little bit of bated breath. Like, oh, all right. Because if you take out the news, they come in second against the challenge. And they beat NBA this day. So they're looking at it a little bit ease. And then they we're keeping a good eye on next week. Uh, it's just a shame because... There was a lot of heat on AEW because of everything they've been doing, you know, with Kenta and all that shit. This probably could have been a big night for them with all this fucking news. Jesus Christ. Um, but they're, they're but they're more relaxed about the number than I would think NXT is. NXT, this was horrible for them. They, they just couldn't keep up um, with what with whatever happened here. Uh, the point one two, just I don't know if is this the lowest. The point one two, I'm not sure, but I don't think the number is though. The five eighty, the no, no, it's kind of that. Yeah, I think it's might be their fourth lowest or some shit, but but yeah, NXT just didn't look good. Uh, AW, I think next week they need to see what they're gonna do. But uh, let's move on. Let's do the. You got any takes on the ratings? Um, I'm trying to think how to word this right. To not sound, not sound like I'm shitting on AEW. No, that's not. Are they getting other? I feel like their ratings, a little smoking mirrors, in the sense that there aren't people all tuning into AEW now to find out who shows up next from Impact or, more specifically, New Japan. They're not. It's not what they're. It's what they're doing. They're, they're winning the rating using shock value, which is not a bad thing. That I mean, that's how you win ratings. Mm-hmm. But they're not winning it because of the quality of the show. They're winning it mostly because people are tuning in to see who shows up. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Well, they're they're acting like they're trying to get people to watch the show. Right, but I understand that. Part like, of it is doing things with other promotions and making people excited to watch a show. But they're not building their up... Base, the problem a, is they're not building up their own brand by themselves. You know, they're building up their brand under the, under the premise of, 
oh, we're AEW, as well, all the other wrestling promotions come to showcase their talent, which is fine because that's how you, that's how you build that. That's the thing we've always wanted, hmm. but they're not building up their own brand. They're, their brand is they're building the fact up. that they're sharing with a with New Japan right now. But that's their show. They've always acknowledged other brands, which is fine. Yeah. yeah. But are they getting the ratings because... See, this is why I didn't have to worry. Are they getting the the ratings that they're getting, which are good, not great? Again, they shouldn't be popping any champagne. Mm-hmm. Based on what... On in-house talent or because of the outside talent? In other words, take the outside talent out. Take the Bullet Club thing out. Which now they're actually mentioned, saying Bullet Club on, TI, on the yeah. show a lot. Take the Bullet Club stuff out. Take the Kenta stuff out. Just their own talent. Are they winning? Are they getting these high ratings because of their own talent? Or are they getting these high ratings because they brought in all these names to augment their talent? Is that is that like a real point? Or am I just making? Am I just overthinking this? I think you're a little bit overthinking it. I understand what you're saying, and what you're saying is probably true. Um, a lot of the I think even without the New Japan stuff, they would still be doing their numbers. Probably. Right. Maybe but, not as good. Right. But still be doing big numbers. Still be in the top ten every week and stuff like that. But I I do think a lot of the the excitement right now is because of what they're doing, because of the the breaking of breaking down those forbidden doors and shit like that. It's excitement, you know. People want to see this, and they've created they've electrified their base and uh, other companies based to come watch their show and that's what you gotta do but see, here's all, see, see the downside to that is that it would say the, the relationship goes sideways and New Japan doesn't want to associate with AEW anymore mm-hmm. for whatever reason all of a sudden now AEW's got the problem of well we built we got people to watch our company because we're bringing all this outside talent now so we can't do that anymore well that that is their problem that is their problem from jump and you gotta assume that they're trying to keep those reviewers, right? And try to just well, more, do more about based on what they. Cause it's not, if you watch the show, it's not just about that. You know, they've done other things, especially this episode. They built up a lot of the young stuff, their, their own in-house talents. You know, and and that's that's what they're doing. They're building up their in-house talents, right? And but at the same time, doing they this exciting are, stuff at the top. They are building up. They're doing some stuff with their in-house talent, but they're. Their base. The, the majority of the show is not New Japan but yeah, but, or Impact. But in other words, but it's always in, involved in the main event. The yeah. new, the, the, it's always involved. They're not building up main event talent. They're building up a lot of mid-card guys, which is fine. Well, that's how you do it. Because then the mid-cards become the main event guys. Like that, That's where they come but from. But the problem with somebody like Adam Page is never going to be main event guy. Yes, as, long as, they, as long as they keep bringing in... Because you know eventually... If they, we know this is the works, we know eventually Tama Tong is going to show up. They continue the Bullet Club thing. Possibly. You know Jay White's going to show up. We already yeah. set. We already established that is going to show up. Yeah. So if these New Japan guys keep showing up, when does Adam Page get his chance to be in the main event? He'll get in that program. His his is later. Odds are he'll be the one to take that title off of Kenny. But they're going to build him up through that. They're building up their talents. It's a weird build, but okay. I mean, 
I don't, but I don't, get, I don't get it. Regardless, but. they're exciting their base. So if everything went sideways, they'll have everything else that they have and they can just trigger anyone else, Lance, Adam Page, whoever, and to push them into the main event and make new stars from there. Okay. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know if I buy that 100%, but we'll see. Yeah. On the flip side, NXT doesn't have any heat behind them right now. No one cares about the tournaments. See, that's WWE's fault. If, and let me tell you, let me tell you the truth. I think if NXT got pushed as a legit third brand, if, they, if it was promoted on Raw and SmackDown regularly, mm-hmm. I think the ratings would be a lot different. But also look at how they've booked the tournament. NXT has been great. NXT is more of a glorified indie promotion. It, 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 NXT is WWE's indie promotion. Okay, fine. But what I'm saying is, look at the tournament. They haven't really, other than the tournament, they don't really push any stories. Within the tournament, which they could have done, you know, and it's just just tournament. No one cares about anything else, you know. Oh, you, and you're getting MSK versus um, the grizzled young vets. GYB. You gotta say it right. You gotta say it right. The grizzled young vets. All right. Sounds sounds like Cordis, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no interest. It's going to be a great fucking match. I know that. Yeah, yeah. But no one cares about it. They would, build would you, those stories within the tournament itself to care about what happens to the, the people who are out of the tournament, you know? And I, I, when you go over your show, I'll, I'll talk about one, like one particular team I was thinking about. But same thing with the women's tournament. Like, no one cares because there's, like, no stories going on with it. It's just, it's just a tournament. People lose, people out, and then once they're out, they're, they're done. They didn't build anything up with the, the tournament. Yeah. So part of that is NXT thought because they did no real booking other than let's just throw a tournament up. Was that the first? Yeah, they say let's throw a tournament like this is the first year they've done the Dusty we Classic. We found out about this Dustin, the, the, Dust, the Dusty Classic a week before it came out. They didn't let us know anything. They weren't promoting it or anything like that. It's just like next week we're gonna start the next the Dusty tournament. Here are your their tag teams, or will they announce it throughout the week? The tag teams that are gonna be involved. You know, they did it like you know, like they, they just did it because of they needed something exciting, and it, and unfortunately it just wasn't exciting enough to garner people. And and then the the, the other thing they fucked up with they subsidized it with um. Um, they're 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 two or five live gimmick. That that was stupid. I don't, I mean, yeah. That that was dumb. They should have just what they 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 could have put those matches on regular TV for the sake of other crap they had on. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So, so see, I think what they should have see this is again, but yeah, I agree with that. But they should have promoted it across all three brands. You know, they should promote it on Raw and SmackDown. Maybe send a tag team over from each brand. Yeah. This is, again, WWE's fault. They don't promote NXT as a legit... But NXT is a, is a third brand. They're the red-headed stepchild of the, of the, of the three yeah, brands. Yeah. And they should be promoted because for the most part, NXT puts on a good show every week. Yeah. They just don't get promoted as a, as a good show. But part of the booking is on NXT itself. You know, because... Like I said, they've built no interest in the tournament to a point where they've lost pe- people f- from no interest. You know? 
from the who's gonna win this tournament or who what happens to the people who lose this tournament when, once they're out yeah um but yeah that was my take shall we go oh uh, yeah you go first alright so NXT jumped right into the action this week we had the first qualifying match I kind of blew it already in the takeover preview yeah. MSK defeated Legado del Fantasma to, to advance to the finals Great fast-paced match. I loved it. Lots of I went. I went four on this. I went three or three quarters. I didn't think you would go so high though. I, I really did. It's not your type of match. It's it, not it's a spot monkey match. It was, but you know what? I didn't feel. It didn't feel choreographed. Like it felt very spot high, which is fine. It didn't feel choreographed at all. Well, I felt choreographed. I don't think, but not that, in a bad way. Right. I, I like the match because some of that's one of my problems with the young bucks matches sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. It feels very um, circus Olay type. Like it, it feels overly choreographed. I don't mind. I mean, when you gotta have a match with a lot of spots, it's gonna feel choreographed. You can't help that. Mm-hmm. When you when you overdo the choreograph though, then it starts feel when you start seeing the setups too much, that throws you off. To me, well, for me, it throws me out of the match. Yeah, they're athletic. It's fun watching the athletics, but when it's over choreographed. It throws me out of the match. Yeah. You, it, it's too much setup for what's up for the next move. Too much, too many people waiting for the next move to happen, and that throws me off. I wonder how much this show got edited because this wasn't live. Um, because there was a lot of setup here. Yeah, great stuff. But like, like the I forgot what they call it, but that moonsault push move that they do. I love, I love, I love that. It's a great move. But this time they did it outside the ring where the yeah, guy was that, on the apron. That was really nice. You know there was a lot of setup here, but the camera cut it out. Like you were just seeing them. So you know they're, they're setting up outside on that shit. Um, but yeah, they, they, they did that. The, there was one crazy ass moonsault that the Legato guy did to the outside of the ring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was, I love this match. Yeah, I went, actually, I went four on this. MSK's got a nice future in NXT. Yeah, I wrote great spot fest. Spot fest, but not in a bad way. Like, it didn't I mean, again, because... It was well, to part- me, it's never a bad thing. Yeah, but to me, it can be sometimes. I think I've said that more than once. I've said that more than once. Only about AEW matches, but you're, you're I guess you're biased. Whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I've, cause I'm joking. Because WWE <laughs> doesn't do it to the extent that AEW does it with the spot fest. I mean, they kind of do, but whatever. No. <laughs> I had that little video package from Mercedes Martinez. It's a good package. Yeah. Showing that you know that you know, they, you know she's not gonna win it, but again, she uh, we'll, we'll have two other video packages here. Yeah, for each member this, of the, uh, each person in the tournament. Yeah, but again, even with this video package, it just felt like yeah, you, you're being shoved into this whole story. Yeah, yeah? and you will get that further with when you get to the Tony Storm one. Um, then we had a squash match. Zia Lee defeated Cora Jade. Yeah, and and um, Casey kind of there, and Kaden Carter came out. Trying to save their friend, and they got their ass kicked for the trouble. I um, didn't. The squash is good. It yes. was like a four squash. Yeah, same thing. Exactly what I wrote. Uh, the, this is what I was saying. Like they could have, they kind of, they could have pre, like did a step of this in the tournament, where you could have had Zaylee in the tournament, and, and that with, that, that chickens with Cora Jade, right? But Cora Jade took the pin, right? And Xia lo- takes a loss and get, disappoints that Mae Young 
dragon girl, whatever her name is, right? And and that's a re and maybe lose to the Casey Express because of that, right? right? Giving me giving Zaylee a reason. I guess I'm I'm fantasy booking. Sorry. Yeah, you are. Uh, but giving Zaylee a reason to be like angry at them or like like you know like a reason for her to be disappointed to the the dragon lady or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then so when these girls come out. Because I felt like, why are they out? I felt like they came out too early. Why? Yeah, they came out during the match because I think it feels like when they booked that Xylee is their friend and they don't, they don't like seeing her like this, they're worried about it. That's the way, that's the way it, was, it was played. Yeah, but she's been respectful. <laughs> like, you know? You know, like... So, anyway, but... So yeah, and, and then you got the, the other Casey girl, the uh, Kaden, uh, Kaden uh, Carter. Kaden Carter. She got in the face of the dragon lady. Yeah, and she was like, Who are you? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like, and uh, and then 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 you had on uh, Kate the Zaylee, I guess she grabbed someone or whatever, and then Zaylee was in some way told to <coughs> attack the other Casey. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. Right next up, um, Regal's and it goes into his office and Scott's there waiting for him, and she's saying that Karras wants Santos Escobar next week, mm-hmm. and Regal says yes. So I'm kind of glad we're getting this match on regular NXT non-takeover. Yeah. I didn't want to see it on takeover. Do you think um, Santos takes it? No. I mean, if, you, if you're going to send Cross to NXT to Raw SmackDown, the way to do it would be him be, be Cross. You know, so Cross would put over the guy that, you know, put over somebody before he leaves. Yeah. But I, I think Cross wins this. This might even be a squash. So, which would fuck up which would be fucked up would be stupid yeah alright so this is I know you didn't like any part of this next segment <laughs> yeah I know you're going but I kind of enjoyed it they announced during before the show that Gar- Austin Theory tweeted out that Gargano's added a match at TakeOver yeah and he's gonna fight Kushida get revenge on what he did to Johnny Gargano what Kushida did to Johnny Gargano it was a work it was so That's Gargano I don't trust come- those dirt sheets man so Gargano yeah but it was a work from the beginning yeah so Gagano comes out in a wheelchair and his arms in a cast and they're helping him in the ring. And he's saying he can't walk because he's a broken arm. I think, um, I forgot who said it. I think Beth Phoenix was like, why, why can't he walk if he has a broken arm? Yeah. <laughs> like she could have figured it out. They don't, and and um, Barrett tried to say, but you know, don't you know when your whole body's hurting? You can't walk? And Beth Phoenix like, what? <laughs> so yeah, they did a whole segment where and they show how Kushida hurt him. Yeah. So I thought they were, I thought they were gonna do a legit angle the way they did it. Yeah. Where Johnny Gargano was hurt, so he wouldn't have to be in a match. Yeah. I thought they were gonna do a legit angle after last week. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're setting up for something. And they were. Not what I wanted. And at one point the crowd chanted Johnny Wheelchair. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. And he's saying they can't fight Kushida. Then Regal says that because you you know, you have a choice because you can either fight him or vacate the title. And no, he said you can either you can, you can either fight Kushida today or whatever, or, or vacate the title. No, no, not yet. Or Theory can fight Kushida tonight in your stead, right? For the title. Right, that's what he said. And then he said, "Once you he goes, Mr. Kashida, what do you think?" And I, I like, there he like pats Kashida on the back, and they realize that's him. 
that, that I thought was funny. I laughed. I laughed out loud at that spot. I thought it was a great um, what's that called? Um, spot take. Yeah. Because he looked at Kashida and laughed like, and then does that double take, double yeah. take. Sorry. Um, and I thought I thought that was funny. Listen, it's funny. He's good at doing what he's doing, but it's all comedy and stuff. And then later on tonight, they try to fix that on this show with Gargano yeah, yeah, promo. Yeah. And I was like, it's the whole way here was all comedy. And now, you know, I'm going to love that match for sure. You know, that's like that match is the one I want to see the most. Yeah. Um, more than the done Finn. Wow, I don't know if I go that far. Oh my god, Kushida and Gargano, those two are the best that NXT have right now. Yeah. And um, they're going to do probably a five star. They got to, you know, I don't think there's going to be comedy. They've never been, I don't think they're going to do comedy in the match. But the, to get me here, we got to go through all this comedy stuff. Like, I don't take the, the, the title serious. See, the problem, see, you always say that. You act like the North American title just started. North American title's been around for a few years. So now they're doing a little comedy with it. You're like, I don't take it seriously now. Well, do you take it, man, good. Before Gargano got it, you take it seriously? Yeah. You should still take it seriously. No. So they're having now, a little fun with it now. Dude, and now they all of a sudden not taking the it seriously. the title on a legit jobber who never got a win. And then that was comedy from there. And then they put it on this comedy gimmick, which has been comedy from jump. Why would I take it seriously if it's on a comedy gimmick? See, you, you should... know, it has nothing to do with the people involved. You know, because I know they're great. Like, say it was Kenny Omega and the Bucks and all that shit, but they were doing this. It will still be a garbage. Oh, stop! Deal. You'd love it. Stop. No, it will still be. Stop! You would no. love it. You know you would. No. Stop! No. It would still be a garbage build. Or say they were doing this with Orange Cassidy. But it was for the TNT title. I wouldn't fucking like that. Because I take the TNT title seriously. You know what I'm saying? Until they decide to fully put <coughs> Orange Cassidy in a serious light. I'm not, I don't want him going for those titles. You know? Or having a big program for those titles. You know? And this was a huge fucking program. And the whole time it was all comedy built to it. It's not interesting to me, you know. All right, next up we had um, the other the Dusty Rhodes one another Dusty Rhodes classic match. Um, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defeated the Way. Cancel Reign and the already in the ring. They they did one of those things that goes a Heyman special. Yeah, Heyman special type. So okay, man, I went three and a half on it. Yeah, I went three. I thought it was really good. At one point, Cancel had that sloppy dive out to the ring. Like her feet got caught on the bottom rope. Yeah. I was like, oof. Um, I didn't look good. Figured that if it was pre-taped, they would edit that out somehow. But it, it didn't look good, but it kind of made it look better type of situation. Yeah. You know, kind of like a Sasha Banks type of situation where she just throws her body. Yeah. The worse it looks, the better it makes it look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it looks like it hurts. You know? Um, yeah, I thought I thought, um, I thought, thought everyone here was good except for Indy. Um, was kind of confused with the end where Indy <laughs> covered... And then takes the pin. Because she was trying to protect Candace LeRae. That's the whole story. She's trying to protect her quote unquote mother. Yeah. And she took the brunt of it. Forget maybe she forgot that she was legal. Yeah, that was the part I was confused. I was like, but you were legal. But other than that, it was a fine win. And I enjoyed it. And then they announced them they went up to look at this look at the um trophy. (coughs) 
Raquel Gonzalez and Ember Moon and um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez come out and that's when Regal comes out and announces that the winner gets a future title shot yeah. the women's tag title and that is our number one right. I'm gonna pause it here and we're back we had to take a pee pee break alright did. and uh, we're, gonna, we're starting off the AW hour uh, first hour uh, opens up and the show felt like a big show, um, particularly when it wasn't like promoted as a free preview type of show or anything like that. It was just one of their regular shows, but with everything surrounding it, the energy, the the impact stuff, the New Japan stuff, Kenta being here, we know, uh, it just felt like a big show. Um, so this wasn't one of their um, quote unquote branded shows, but this was this just felt like a big show with the addition of Kenta. Uh, felt like a lot of buzz. Uh, we start off with Darby uh, defeating jo- Joey Janela. Uh, Love this match. This I thought was a smart layout for the match. And it was a wrestling match with holds. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Where I thought one of them was probably going to die tonight. There were some crazy topes that they started off the match with. But for the most part, it was just a really good wrestling match. Yeah, that, that surprised me about the match. A lot of hold, yeah, counter holds, which Darby is great at. He's shown that he can do that stuff. But when you say Darby Allen versus George Zanella... All you think of is people dying. I wanted to see someone die, <laughs> unfortunately. So I was surprised by this just a great match that they gave us. Just a really good... Three and three quarters I gave it. And it was just... It was just a really good match. Uh, a lot... It wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't a, a stunt show. It was just a good, solid pro wrestling match. Uh, and I'm glad that they gave it to us. Um, can we hot take? Go ahead. I'll rather Joe Jill win this. Yes. Um, that way you take the TNT title away from the whole thing with Sting and that all that. Let it stand on its own. And yeah. let Darby focus on the thing with Sting and all that. Yeah. I, I'm surprised you agree with me on that. In a sense. Um... I don't want it to be taken off from right now, but I don't think Darby should be a long-term TNT title holder. Uh, we were talking about this on the Facebook group, actually. Uh, Robert Haferman brought it up, saying that he would rather see it on uh, Janela, And I agreed with him. I think Janela could be that long-term title holder. And you can do another open challenge with Janela, where he can go against a lot of... AW guys, and then in between, he'll bring in his indie guys because he has that connection with GCW and all right. the indies and stuff like that, and give indie guys a shot at AW and or on dark whatever you know, and just reopen that open challenge with George and I don't know why I'm doing it from with my hand, no. um, <laughs> um, you know, and I think that would be kind of cool. We just get see a lot of fresh faces with George Janela. Um but yeah, I, I do agree. I, I feel like I'm glad that they put it on Darby. I'm glad it's on Darby, but I don't want him to. I don't see him being a long term. He's held long. I thought he was gonna hold it. Well, quite frankly, this was his. This is his second. Um, no, he's been there more than that. No, his first defense was against um, Cage. Um, no, he def- didn't. He didn't. He he's got to defend him more than that. No, he didn't. He didn't. This was his second defense. Huh. Yeah. I feel but, like he defended him more than that. 
No, it's a second defense, which you know it goes to toes. Like it, it hasn't been as def- defended as much as when Cody had it. Because Sting, because Darby's involved in that Sting angle. Yeah, um, and that's taken away from the title. Yeah, so I feel like it should go on Joey Janela, and I feel like Janela is ready to hold a title like this and do a weekly challenge with it, or weekly by weekly. You know, Cody didn't do it weekly, um, but it was often. You know, and I think Joey Janela can do it. And it'll be great matches. Uh, three and three quarters, I gave it. I, I, I know I'll go with that. Where do I stop? Crap. Um. Oh, fuck. Let me see. The last two... Go backwards. You got the main event. Yeah, Kenny... Right, go back after the... Thunder Rosa. What's before, all right, what's before that? Uh, Y2, MJF, and the claim. So should, Go you, should at, I stop after Pac Nemeth? Yes. Right. I think that's where you stop. It's good because it gives me three matches to talk about. So, so Dari, George, and I, three and three quarters. You agreed. They gave us a preview of tonight's card. We kept talking about the Forbidden Door. I'm, I'm really getting tired of that whole terminology. I made a joke on Facebook with somebody about who coined the phrase of Forbidden Door. I'm like, look. I'm like, my girlfriend coined that phrase a long time ago, but for a completely different reason. <laughs> Um, in now that people like it didn't land them as well as I thought it was gonna land. <laughs> uh, I think Tanahashi started the the terminology because he remember he he challenged Chris Jericho right for not for the title. Chris Jericho had the AEW title, and they were gonna have they had that match at um, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom right, and where Tanahashi said if I win. I'm going to challenge for the AEW title. Speaking of Ring of New Japan, didn't somebody challenge Kotobushi for the Intercontinental title? Oh, uh, for the next just did because he didn't want it to go. He didn't want it to go away. Yeah, for Castle. It's Naito. Naito. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a two night thing. Possibly, he's gonna defend the title, one of the titles on night one, and then night two he's gonna fight Naito. Off just for the IC title, um, so they might play it off where he gets his ass kicked on that night one, but wins and, and loses night two because he got his ass. It's, kicked. It separate yeah. the titles again, okay? Because that's been something that's been up in the air, and then it has been a problem. Where what are they doing with these two titles? Are they going to unify them, or is he going to defend both every fucking time? You know, so they're finally trying to answer that to at least get rid of it or whatever. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. So they kept on. I think Tanahashi talked about it because he said if he wins against Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, he will challenge for the AEW title. But he didn't win, so that door remained shut at that time. Whatever. Uh, Mox at this point does a promo. It was a good promo. Called um, Kenta a dork for carrying the the briefcase all around. This was the first appearance of the U.S. title on on the show. On a uh, AW show, uh, and he, then he talked about the the show or the match that he has with Kenta on February twenty fifth, but fails to tell us where it was going to happen or what show yeah, was going to happen. Yeah. On. I don't think they, I don't think they know yet. No, they know it's going to happen on February twenty sixth. He said that, but they didn't tell us where. It already happened. So it's February twenty sixth. It's going to happen on New Japan Strong, but he did he failed to say that. The New Japan Strong part. So I don't know if it was a mistake on Mox, or maybe they're not allowed to say 
uh, New Japan strong. That makes no sense. He can't. Show. The main event. He comes out with the with the U.S. title. That makes no sense. I don't know. He probably just probably just messed up. Probably messed up. Uh, because New Japan promoted Oof. the main event on New Japan World. Right. Like they have you can watch the replay of the main event. Right. On New Japan World. I'm, I'm guessing Mox. Just, I'm guessing this Mox just messed up. Yeah. So. So I thought that I love. I always love Mox promos, and this was just another good one. He talked about that stuff. Uh, talk about teaming with Lance Archer, someone who uh, not too long ago wanted to kill him and all that shit. Awesome. Uh, next we have the Sammy MGF segment. Uh, yeah, the, the, what bothered me here was the logistics. I thought they were good. I thought MGF and uh, Sammy Guevara did good storytelling. It was compelling. But there was certain logistics here that just didn't work. So Sammy comes in. And he tells everyone to leave. And he wants to talk to MTF alone. But why keep the cameraman now? Well, no, that's fine. But it's just the logistics. Yeah. Yeah, let me get there. So he tells everyone to leave. um, And then you see Ortiz, like, get to go to MJF. And was like, you okay? And then MJF. So you can see that MJF has the trust of everyone now. Right. Except for Sammy, of course. So, so you see that at least, and then Sammy's like, "Except you, cameraman," because you know AW has to acknowledge the camera. You know they don't want the hidden camera thing. Which here kind of feel like they made a little mistake here, because MGF keeps the camera in, and then the, I'm sorry, um, Sammy keeps the camera in. Sammy's talking to uh, MGF, and they're having this argument like you you're trying to take over blah blah blah, and MGF is like, "Well." You, you've been jealous ever since I came into the picture. There's no more sex gods, blah, blah, blah. And now it's all about me. And then I think you're trying to take over. And you hate Jericho. And then, of course, you have Sammy Guevara say it sarcastically. Like, oh, yeah, sure. I you, hate you, you Jericho. You missed the part. What? Where, during, while they're talking, MGF takes his phone out of his yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get that. And there. puts his phone. You got to say that before MGF says that. Before yeah. Sammy says Regardless, that. I guess they're the same point. But, yeah, he takes out the phone to record. Sammy says sarcastically that... He, yeah, I hate Chris Jericho. Yeah, I'm trying to take over the inner circle, blah, blah, blah. And then, is that what you wanted to hear? And then MJF is like, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. And he picks up his phone to walk away. And then, and then Sammy Guevara gets pissed off because he's like, you recording me? And then he throws the phone and all that stuff. The logistic part here was that Sammy asked the cameraman to stay. So we, we've... We've already established that we they, they watch the show, right? Like Chris Jericho watches AEW after, you know, so right. he knows what happens. They've established that several times where Chris Jericho wasn't tricked by MJF or whatever because he knew what was happening. So, like that part kind of messes with the logistics of what they did here with this phone thing. Because why would Sammy care since he has video proof? That he was recording, you yeah. know, and that he was just being sarcastic. It would have been good if if they did kick out the camera and the cameraman was just outside, hearing everything. Right. You know, and it would have been more, would have made more sense that way maybe. Um, but they did acknowledge this online where Chris Jericho was like, "I saw what happened." So Chris Jericho knows what happened with MJF and Sammy Guevara. So he they saved, are acknowledging. He saved. He, yeah, they're. they're they're trying to save it, but um, that logistics part really bothered me. But the 
what Sammy and MDF do feel very compelling and their story is going is continuing here and we'll get more later on um, and then we get the Cody and Lee Johnson big shoddy defeating Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi um, oh we didn't talk about this we were supposed to talk about this earlier on but uh, Cody comes in and he shakes the hand of Brock Anderson <laughs> Brock Anderson um, who looks exactly like Arn Anderson yeah oh shit uh, who's uh, probably AW hopeful I mean I don't know how good he is or anything like that but he, supposedly he's in training so we'll see what happens with him um, so but they gave him a little bit of that Cody rub that, that Rhodes rub um, this probably means something completely different to Brandy but mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so yeah so I thought that was a little cool little little introduction to this guy the, you know Keep an eye out for this guy. You know? uh, I love this match. This match was great. Uh, Johnson was great. Big shoddy story was, I thought, a great example of like how they have this hierarchy of these wrestlers. His heart, um, Shoddy was great here. He did a lot of great fucking moves. Shoddy felt like a ricochet at one point, then he feels like a sting at another point. He did this crazy ass. What's it called? Off. Oof. Oh my lord. So we're watching. Oh, shit. At one point, mankind's outside the ring and a rock threw stairs out to him. Yeah. But the edge of the stairs went into, I guess, his the leg side, or his yeah. abdominum area. Yeah. Oof. Hope they show that again. Yeah. So. It's attitude error. They might. Yeah, probably. No, they won't. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're right. Right. No. Nope. Nope. Anyway. So. Yeah, Big Shotty was great. Dude, here. you see that? Yeah. He came off. He, oh, here we go. They're all going to show it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was the side of the thing. It was like the yeah. edge of the chance stands. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Oof. Big Shotty here looked great. Um, he does this. this what's it, It's called a Fosbury flop where he goes over the rope, but he adds a corkscrew into it for no fucking reason. <laughs> Just because it looks fucking awesome. And it, to the outside of the ring. Um, this guy felt like a fucking star here. And I loved how he won. It wasn't like with a big finisher or anything like that. You know, the what's his name? Uh, Peter Avalon, Pretty Peter, goes for his martinis. Or is it, yeah, the martinis move, but misses. But Shadi then gets the roll up and gets the one, two, three. You know? And then they made it such a big deal how this guy got his first win after... You know, his his last year, we, we had, like, no wins at all. It was, like, 0 and 30 or something like that. Yeah. And he got this big fucking win here. And it felt big. And I like the idea that he f- still felt equal to Peter Avalon. Because he didn't get, like, some finisher over him or anything like that. It was just... He was just smarter. And he got the win. So I do like... Like, they're building up this Lee, Lee Johnson guy. Uh... Afterwards, he does a, a after-match promo, thanking everyone, thanking Cody Rhodes, thanking Brandy, thanking um, Dustin uh, and his family, and this is his family. But he he doesn't thank QT Marshall. Did you notice this? Yeah, I did. Yeah, QT Marshall was pissed off, so very subtly. He, you know, he thanked everyone, but he fails to thank QT Marshall. And QT Marshall, you can tell, was like. What the fuck? 
you didn't mention me. So they're going to that story where it's trainer versus student. So you see that progression of this this young talent, yeah. Um, so I thought that was like a really good subtle thing that they did here, and they do another subtle thing later on. After this, we have Dasha interviewing the Young Bucks. Um, what happens? Oh yeah, and the Good Brothers come in. They're pissed off at the Good Brothers uh, because uh, they fucked up everything, and they wanted to have the match with the Good Brothers. Uh, and then they announce. They, um, the Good Brothers get Matt Jackson riled up about the Proud and Powerful. So then Matt Jackson announces a match against Proud and Powerful. Couple of things. I know. What's the first thing? The that they just shot called the match? The the title shot? No. One. That. I hate AEW does this a lot. And this is one of the, I think I've said it on this show multiple times. I hate when they mention the ratings. Well, the Good Brothers did that. You're right. Don't you know? It's even worse. The Good Brothers almost like they take a shot at WWE. They are. I don't mention the ratings. You know, that should be have that's kind of how sausage is made type of thing. I hate that they mention. I hate that AW does this. They do it all the time. That's a pet. Don't mention the ratings. Just work on the product. No, this is the Focus. Good Brothers. The, the heels. It doesn't matter. It does. It doesn't matter. You're not gonna have focus on Adam what you're Page doing. Focus on where that. you are now, as opposed to the ratings. They are. No, they're not. Like they always meant. Look, they always mention the ratings. Hold up. And I, I don't. I don't. Hold up. Hold, 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 hold. That bothers me. You think they told the Good Brothers, dude? Talk about the ratings. They did that themselves. Right. Because they're the heels. They're gonna talk about that shit. <sighs> Whatever. I, I just don't like that. And I don't like the idea that. The other part that you you want to ask you actually got correct that that Jericho and MJF won the battle world to get a title shot, but they get passed over for Santana and Ortiz, yeah. who's a team that should have got that should have got the title shot from the beginning. Well, that's going to play into the story. You don't think that's going to play into the whole inner circle story? Of course it is, but <sighs> it's going to play into the story, and then we'll see how that works out. I one of two things I think this go ahead I'm sorry I think maybe sent uh, Young Bucks win it with MJF maybe somebody interfering from the inner circle trying to help Santana Ortiz quote unquote help Santana Ortiz Mm -hmm. crossing the titles maybe further the breakup in the inner circle I well possibly but I was thinking what if what if proud and powerful take it, and then it's it's proud and powerful. They still got a month before the pay per view, so what if it's proud and powerful versus Y two MJF, right? And MJF turns on Jericho there to give the belts to proud and powerful. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and then then you can push. That whole storyline with the Bucks and the Good Brothers further, you know, it could be for for no title. You know, you don't need a title for that program. You know, it's just the Good Brothers versus the Bucks. Um, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but that could happen. You know, but uh, but yeah. So I did notice that 
it did feel weird. Also, what felt to weird? further to further your what point. Felt what felt? I'm weird? gonna to further your point. Um, we the the there's certain little logistics here that kind of come off. Like we had a whole triple threat tag match to determine who goes for the title. Right. And then after that triple threat tag match, all those teams are in the the battle royale. Right. To determine who goes for the title. So there's that little logistics thing that kind of bothers me. I wonder if they'll explain it or not, it's or a, it just it doesn't matter because it's such a small thing. But it's, but it's, it's still a, it's a small up. thing. But you know, AW who is prides himself on his on long term storytelling to do stuff like that feels out of place a little. Bit. No, but it it does happen though. It's, yeah, I'm not it, saying I'm not saying that they're perfect, but they at least do try to tell further right, long term stories. What I'm saying is, when Jericho and MJF won the triple threat. Nobody else from the inner circle should have been in the battle world determining determine the tag team to contend because none of those are the tag team for the inner circle. Yeah. That's a logistics thing. Yeah, or that's something that they're trying to do. Maybe MJF, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want a fantasy book. I don't like throwing that. Or at least not in, in the way to explain that they're, they're explain problems. It, explain it away. Yeah, but I can see them saying MJF put them up to it like dude join the battle royale to further this um dissension in the the ranks of IC you know I guess but regardless see that would look it would have been better if Santana and Ortiz I mean the the way they got that match is the good brother said said to the Bucks oh look Santana and Ortiz are the ones that eliminated you but it would have been better if they weren't in the battle royale at all so you know what we're going to defend the titles. MJF, you know, MJF and Jericho want a shot. We're going to beat their stablemates first. They were never in the battle royal. You're right. It's a logistics thing. Yeah. They should have... Santana Ortiz never should have been in the battle royal anyway because yeah. they didn't... They lost the right to represent it in the circle as a tag team. Yeah. Then you put them in the battle royal as this tag team for the inner circle. Yeah. Okay? I mean, it feels like, it feels like circular booking almost. Like, you know, you don't want them as a tag team for it, but you're going to put them in the battle royal as a tag team for it, but you don't really want them as a tag team for it. It just feels like it's going in circles a little bit. Yeah. So, so there's that little small logistics thing I noticed. Uh, Cody, Cody, blah, blah, blah. Good brothers. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I went ahead. I didn't rate the Cody Lee Johnson thing. I gave that um, four snarks. Oh, you're insane. It was beautiful. The, the whole thing was beautiful. I went three and a quarter. I loved it. I, I went three and a quarter. I mean, I, I think I would have took Lee Johnson more seriously his first win if he didn't beat Peter fucking Avalon. I, I well, dude, nothing wrong with Peter Avalon. He's a talent. Nothing, but he's, gonna he's work, a guy that work his way up. He's a guy that hasn't won anything. Lee I'd Johnson? rather Lee Johnson have pinned somebody that's actually won matches on That'll Dynamite. That will happen. But the point is, you make you hype up his first victory. Lee Johnson finally won a match on, on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. He finally won a match on Dynamite. It should have been against somebody. They actually won matches on Dynamite. He basically beat a job. Is what he did. Yeah. Someone would, who's on his level. I would like. Would, I think his win would look better if he be somebody that wasn't on his level. That That'll come him. later. They'll be the building. But the problem up. is you can't bring back. That'll the, come with. But you can't take. You can't get that moment back. The moment was Lee Johnson getting a win. That was the moment. Yeah. That's what self. That was a big celebration where he thanked everybody for got QT Marshall. You can't get back that moment. Yeah, he's going to get wins down the line against bigger talent. I get that. That's fine. But that moment, 
of that first win should have been against somebody should have been been against somebody who's not a job. Nah. You basically pinned a jobber. Yeah. It should have been against somebody. It's jobber versus jobber. Yeah, Someone's got to go over now. Yeah, but they still been. But, but how does that make any sense, though? You're pinning a jobber. Have Lee Johnson do the. And, and he's even beat him with a fish. You beat him with a roll up. Yeah. Have Lee Johnson pin somebody a little higher up on a food chain with a roll up. Oh, look, Lee Johnson actually pinned. Name your, name your wrestler. Not a jobber. He no. pinned the jobber. That's my problem with it. I'm glad that he won. He's a talent. I'm glad that he won. Yeah. It should have been against somebody other than a jobber. No, I think it's fine. How? Because it works. The dude, look how hot he came out of this. And then now they're building him up with this whole QT storyline. They want much hotter he would have came out if he pinned somebody legit. Like but, somebody that wasn't a jobber. But there's a hierarchy here. If someone who wasn't a jobber, then he shouldn't be losing to Lee Johnson. Would it be a bit, And then I... Maybe my problem is that Lee Johnson just had to roll him up to pin him. If Lee Johnson had done his finisher and pinned him, maybe we're talking about a different story. No, it's different. <sighs> he beat him because he's not that he's better than Peter Avalon. He's just who's smarter. You know, he's still... Okay, we're he's back still, to... Hold up. He's still on the same level as Peter Avalon right But we now. beat... The point is, but that the way they... The way they're celebrating his victory, like he was the next superstar, and he probably... He might well be. But his first victory shouldn't have been against a jobber. Is what I'm saying. Maybe not like a few. May, maybe Sean Spears, like somebody who's a little higher up on the hierarchy. I know Sean Spears is a bad example, but at least Sean Spears did something at Dynamite at one time. He beat Sean Spears. That would have looked better to me than Peter Avalon. My problem is that he pinned a jobber for his first win, and you can't even though even if you pin other guys, you can't bring back. You can't get that back. That moment of, of his first win. It should have been against somebody a little higher. I'm not saying I'm not saying Miro or one of those guys, but somebody a little higher up than, than Peter Avalon. I mean, I, I don't think it takes away or adds. Is it, I think it I think it does take away. I think it does take away a little. bit. He beat a jobber. I mean, someone who's on his level. But wouldn't it look why better would he all if he of a sudden? Somebody? Why would he all of a sudden be better just because they want to put a push behind them? But the problem is, you're saying be better like. He like he dominated Peter Avalon. No, he didn't dominate. He got lucky. Exactly. Right, but what wouldn't it look better for him if he got lucky and actually beat a talent like a non-jobber? And but then, oh, he shouldn't be just getting lucky beating a non-jobber. But anybody could win at any given night, you know. I, I look, it doesn't look like psychologically. It doesn't look right. Like if he beats like Sean, what's his name? Sean Spears. Sean Spears with a roll up because he got lucky. You know. Not at this moment. This is his first win. It should be against someone who's on his same level without a finisher. And then later on, they'll introduce his finisher and introduce a bigger win. You know? Probably against... I, I, I can't agree with you on that. I just can't agree with you. I think he should... It should have been against somebody a little higher... Not saying a superstar. Not saying a Miro type of guy. No, no it's not getting crazy. But somebody a little higher up. It, I mean, it doesn't matter though. It's fine. You know, because he still got the rub, he still got the, the the speech, and he he's still on the train. People are out about this guy, so I don't think it takes away. Peter Avalon loses nothing from this. Sean Spears or some bigger star would lose from that. You know, good thing about that. If, if they beat Sean Spears, then that's a feud, and that could be Lee Johnson's first feud. Could be against Sean Spears 
Shark fans come out and go, you got lucky beat me. You're not that good, kid. I've been doing this for a long time. But they, they went a different direction with his first feud. But then, no, but you could build up the... Because AEW, as you love talking about, loves, loves slow burn storylines. You can have Lee Johnson feud with Sean Spears while slow burning the QT Marshall feud. Yeah, but that's just another another feud. They could do feuds at any other time. That, that's just another feud. But I'm just right. talking about this moment. All right. I thought it was I great. I don't agree with you, but okay. All right. Uh, Dasha, Young Bucks. I talked about that already. And we went all about that. Dasha, then uh, also... The Young Bucks with Dasha was earlier in the day, they explained. Then uh, Dasha is interviewing Paige at, uh, whatever, the bar there. And then uh, Matt Hardy comes over, says he has a private bar, or he's rented out a bar. Uh, and he wants uh, Paige to come join him for some drinks. To that, uh, to this point where Paige agrees he doesn't want to be a tag team. But Paige Hardy is like, hey, just come with me. And he can't turn out free drinks. Yeah, he can't turn, he's not going to turn out free drinks. So he's like, all right, I'll come. He has to go get his phone or some shit like that. Or his charger. So then uh, Matt Hardy leaves. Paige gets up to leave. Bumps into the Dark Order. Which I love this moment. Because it was... Particularly with John Silver. John Silver was like, Hi, hey, uh, see you on the flip. And then he's like, stupid. Because <laughs> um, they're still in that breakup phase. Yeah. Between him and the Dark Order. And... What I loved about this part was um, Anna Jay throwing daggers at him as he's walking away because Anna Jay knows that he hurt them. Um, so that story's still going on. I think it's going to lead to something else later on. Uh, and then uh, after that, we have Pac defeating Ryan Nemeth. Pac comes out with Phoenix, and uh, this was exactly what it needed to be. Hawk destroying the shit out of Ryan Nemeth. Uh, yeah. Who's Dolph Ziggler's brother. Who's Dolph Ziggler's brother. Which, I mean, I guess he didn't have an opportunity <laughs> to to show that. You know, because his first match there was just him doing his brother's spots and his brother's taunts and shit like yeah. that. He didn't really get to do that here. He was just, just getting destroyed by Pac. Um... To a point where at, at the end he was like dead. At the end where Pac got him to the corner and was just stomping the shit out of him. And then he drags him out. Does the, the black arrow onto his back and then gets him right into the brutalizer. And then the referee can't see his hands. Both his hands tapping. Uh, and, then, uh, and then he sees his hands and then calls the match. And then he wouldn't let go of the brutalizer. To uh, And then if you see his face. Perfect just dead face that he put up on there which has become a meme Ryan Nemeth started it though Ryan Nemeth posted that picture of him being choked out by the brutalizer online and he said nobody better share this picture I hate this picture of course he's inviting people to share yeah of course he is yeah. you know who the first person who shared it who his brother <laughs> of course at your brother yeah. of course so people you're, are you're gonna screw with him a little bit yeah so people have like taken this picture of him like he has that dead face where his tongue is sticking out like yeah they've cut that out and posted it all over the place like like he's being choked out by Thanos in one picture because they replaced Loki with his face in another picture he's uh, he's one of the, like his head is on a spike from uh, I think it's from Game of Thrones or some shit like that uh, it's hilarious but uh yeah I thought this was just what it needed to be just Pac just de- destroying 
Ryan Nemeth. This was a uh, five squash for me. What's we'll the? Uh, I'll go four. Right. That's good. Uh, yeah, I just thought Ryan Nemeth was the perfect punching bag here. Um, after this, we, uh, that's it for me, right? Yeah. Anyway, go. Um, before I go to hour two, Eli Drake signed to NXT. Eli he showed up on a pre-show. Oh, did he? Right, yeah. Go. Oh, I guess that that theory is out of the door. <laughs> That's why I waited until I got to my show. <clears throat> All right. And um, hour two opens up with Chompa and Thatcher do a quick video. Chompa refers to himself as Toothless Timmy and Old Man Chompa. Did I say that last week? Yeah. It's Old Man Chompa. He's 35. But the gimmick is that he's old and he's an old veteran and he's like the gatekeeper there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And he does that thing where he throws his chair and walks away. And then Thatcher gives a smile showing no teeth. He's growing. Yeah. And then Champa's growing his hair out. His bald head is growing out. Right? And, he, and he's his hair is white. So he does look like he's 50 years old. Dude's 38. He's No, he's 35. Champa? Yeah, he's 38. He's 35. Oh, that's right. We said that. He's 35. And Thatcher's 38. I, yeah, I think. Yeah, Thatcher's 38. I'm loving it. I, I'm, I'm okay with this. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't go continue, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I, but it may in the future. Um, they show a little thing with Santos Escobar, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and, and um, Wilder Phoenix, um, Legado del Fantasma, go up to Santos, oh, sorry, what happened? Go, don't worry about it. Go, you got, you got him back in my good graces. He goes, make sure he doesn't show up next week. Talking about Karrion Cross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he sends them to beat up. Yeah, go on with that. Yeah. And then it did that, we talked about it, that great video package with Finn Balor and <coughs> Pete Dunne. Got me really excited for the match. Yeah, that was a good one. He goes, go, you call yourself the great... I look at this guy with a glass jaw. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, damn, dude. You went right after him, didn't you? You went right after that injury, didn't you? Damn. Good pro- very good promo, though. Then they did Austin Theory Kushida. Um, Kushida won by disqualification when Algano interfered. And then Dexter Loomis was there. Yeah, was in there under the ring. All of this fun stuff. Yeah, so... Two and a half... I, I, I didn't care for this at all. I gave it three. It, it wasn't bad what was happening in the ring until we got to that DQ. Again, this was another logistic thing, I guess, because they said it was going to be Kushida and Theory for the title. Right? Right. But it didn't. It just wasn't for the title. Right, but no, because the match was booked already. Remember, um, Dawn and Day, because she could throw yeah, Theory. But he said it, either you're going to defend the title or. Theory and is going to be in your place for this. Yeah, but didn't they establish during that whole bit that Gargano wasn't hurt? Okay, but then why is this match happening? Because it was going to have, it was booked already. It would just be made a title show. It was match was booked during the day. Yeah. But, and then they did the DQ, and that made me pissed off, because then why go through all of this yeah. for DQ? I, 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 I gave up on it when Dexter Lumis showed up. And then, yeah, and then that shit happened. And then, as soon as he got pulled under under the ring I was like oh here we go alright so next up we had a um, Tony Storm video package yeah this uh, one made more sense <laughs> I'm gonna go through all three video packages cause I didn't write down where the last one was and then they also did the last know, one was after the Gargano promo okay if, I mean if you could just do it what you planned then yeah it doesn't matter they did a quick little package on Io Shirai talking about, talking about the title match too yeah got me very excited for the title match but she said basically the same thing I said, like, she she has a story with Tony Storm, and but Mercedes is just jumping right into it. Yeah. 
Um, and Tony Storm did hers too. You didn't talk about hers, did you? Yeah, yeah, it was, oh, it was good. Yeah, same, same thing. You know, setting up setting up the title match. You know, what I'm saying, you know, her and Io Shirai got business, and yeah. so that she interfered. beat Io Shirai, right? Already four years ago, and then Io Shirai said, "I'm not the same person four years ago." Yeah. Um, I don't know where the Gargano package is. The Gargano thing is, so I'm going to talk about it now. Can I write it down? Um, it was good. I mean, Gargano the, the promo. Yeah, yeah, promo was good. It was, but it, it was serious. It was a Johnny Gargano promo. It's like all of a sudden, he's Johnny Wrestling again. He even says that. You know? I hope they get rid of... I hope this means... I mean, I don't think it will be the end of the, the comedy stuff. But maybe they change it a little bit. Make it a little more seriously now. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe this is the beginning of that. Um, they did a little, little video package for Imperium. That was good. Which I'm excited about. I'm telling you, he's coming. Walter's coming. Um, then they show Wilder Mendoza laid out by Karrion Cross. Yeah. And all they show is Karrion Cross and, and um, Scarlett walking away from their feet. Yeah. Time's up. No, Cross said some stuff, didn't he? TikTok. I can't remember what he said. I yeah. was like half paying attention to it. Yeah, he, it's just. It yeah. was directed to Santos. And yeah. Stuff. Um, then, then Kevin Grimes is back. And apparently he made money on video games. This is legit. This is not fake. He did? He legit. It, he put money on AMC. I don't know if, it, if and possibly GameStop as well. But he legit, all, uh, all that news that happened with people yeah. made money, he made money. He made a lot of money. He's not Elon Musk rich or anything like that. He possibly made like six figures or something like that. He made a lot of money. Really? Yeah. But, the, which is why I love this. I did love this. <laughs> I was cracking up because it, it's, it's real. This is kind of shoot almost. Yeah. But it was fun. They showed up in the sports car. You know, he tipped the guy. He comes in the ring with all the cash. He Talk comes about- in a suit, no shirt. Yeah, it was all- hamburger meat. New hat. hat all out. New hat. New yeah. hat. Yeah. Talking about, I don't got to fight Dexter Loomis anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't got to do anything, Mr. Regal. Like, you know, it was it was cool. I liked it. You know what the story, where the story's going, though? Right? Where? He, he said he's, he's also made more investments. He's going to lose all his money. Yeah, of course. And then he's going to be forced to do all this shit. He's going to be Miserable. eating shit. You know what I'm saying? And he also invested in Dogecoin. And do, do, whatever coin. Well, he called it Doge coin. It's, it's Doge. That's Doge what it's coin, called. Yeah. But he, he called it Doggy coin. What <laughs> that thought was hilarious. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved it. I, I, this was enjoyable. Look, I lo- look, everybody shits on camera. Though. We, we make fun of him. But the dude is talented. Yeah. And can make almost anything work. He's one of those guys that can make a character work. Well, listen. Sometimes they can do the work. They can do the comedy. Gargano does the comedy good. It's just sometimes the gimmick is not good, or the the the, the segment is just garbage. Where it at? Where it's at? Doesn't mean what they're doing is bad. Right, but no. I'm saying you know we're enjoying his like like I said yeah. we love Cameron Grimes. So we're enjoying his character. So I'm, I'm sh- I think if we enjoy his character... Oh, no. Shots are going to kill someone. Kills him. Ooh! She came really close to taking her head off. Yeah. Um, I think because Cameron Grimes is so great on the promo stuff, yeah. we're enjoying his match. We'll enjoy his matches more. Yeah. Because he is great in the ring. He is. When he was Trevor Lee in Impact, he was great. Yeah. Damn, that was close, dude. She almost got wiped the fuck out. I kind of feel... We're talking about NXT TakeOver right now. It's Shotzi. And she did a dive outside the ring yeah. to um, 
to Dakota Kai, but the Dakota Kai was right near the announcer table. I feel like they were supposed to go all the way back to the table. Yeah, but the and problem is the way the dive ended up, yeah. Shotzi's head was about three inches from going, hitting the end of the table yeah. hard. Yeah. That would have been fucking ugly, too. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Um, so, yeah. All right, so our main event was Riddled Young Vets <laughs> versus Chompa and Thatcher for, for a trip to the Dusty Classic. Yeah. I loved this match. I thought it was great. I went four on this. Uh, three and three quarters. This was a great match. Where it was it was hard hitting, a little high flying, not a lot. Because James Gibson is um, Gibson is good at that. Or Zach yeah. Gibson, not yeah. Zach Gibson. Oh, well, the other one, uh, long long hair. Drake something. Yeah, Drake Maverick. No, <laughs> no, that, that I was seen a mistake. Him in a while. But it is something. Drake. James Drake. James Drake. Thank you. The match was great. I thought it was great. And I, I didn't consider it flippy football at all. It was, I mean, there were a couple not not they, flippy. They flip. go to the top for sure. Not flippy flip. Yeah. But it wasn't also ground and pound. There was a, it, it was a little high, a couple of moves off the ropes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't feel like it was ground and pound the whole match. No. They gave it to the right team. They gave it, it to a team. Right. They, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I we, we I think I was afraid they were going to give it to Thatcher and Champa, which would. Would have bothered me because they're yeah. fun to watch together. And they're great, but I'd yeah. rather have two tag teams in the finals. But and even if they gave it to Champa, it would it would be fitting to how they've done a lot of these tournaments, right? You know, the majority of winners of these tournaments have oh. been missed the tag team, yeah, right. makeshift. So it wouldn't it wouldn't have bothered me because they've had precedent for it. But no, they, so we're gonna see two actual tag teams mm-hmm. in the finals together. Yeah. Which is cool. What I loved about this match, what I love about all Grizzly Young Vets matches, is that there is a focus on the fact that they are a tag team. When they when you see them fight, it's like they are in sync with each other. Like there's that moment where Champ was about to do what's he call it when he does the draping DDT off Oh, the, um Widow's Bell DDT. Thank you. He's about to do the Widow's Bell onto Zach Gibson. But Drake grabs the legs of Zach. Yeah. And he and then um Champa just hits the mat, saving Zach Gibson. You know? And they do that with every match. There's a there's a spot that they always do. They didn't do it in this match, but there's a spot that they always do in every match where Drake uh Zach Gibson is about to be Irish whipped into a corner hard. And then and you'll see um Drake run to that other corner. Throw his body onto that corner so Zach Gibson hits his body instead. Right, right. Saving his partner. They do these little things in every match, and I love that. That shows tag team, you know? And I thought that was great. So, yeah, so like I said, the tag, the right team, the right team, quote unquote, yeah. team won. So, Grizzly Young Vets at um, MSK should be a great match for the finals. Yeah. We both gave it to Grizzled, right? Yeah. I think Grizzly Young Vets takes Yeah, it just makes sense because they're vets. But you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they tried to give the MSK like the young upstart tag team won it. Yeah. So. Oh, there we go. And Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai just won the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Was this... Didn't feel like a tag. Was this a tag? Yeah. This is the finals of the Dusty Classic. I hate when they do a double pin. Feel the referee would say something. Yeah. Because it felt like almost like a tornado tag in a sense, 
Yeah. Like, why would you allow that? You know? So anyway. Anyway. So that's my call. Okay. Oh, my prediction came true. Yeah. Cool. I'm good at that. I am very much a uh, Nostradamus when it comes to a booking, which we'll come to later. Um. <laughs> oh, Eli Drake's new name is called is L.A. Knight. Wow. <laughs> What's it? Oh, you didn't talk about so after after your matches. After, oh yeah, I forgot to talk about that. The so face offs. So after I forgot to forgot about that. So after you know you figured after the match was over you'd see the little logo and that'd be it. But they show the announced team at ringside going over the card. Yeah. The problem is every match they talked about they showed a face off. Now I don't know if it was taped. No. Well. I don't know, but I think it was taped beforehand, like after all the individual matches, probably. and it intersected in it. But it was really bad. I love that they are always trying to do these different things like this, but it doesn't make sense because it, it, I mean you're watching the show as if it's live, right? Right. So what the fuck are they all waiting in Gorilla for for their match to be right. announced, and then they just come out and do rah, 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 you know what I'm saying? And then they gotta take the trophy out, and then the other the other match comes out, and they go. That's you know why I think when Dakota Kai and, and those are good effort. I think that's why I think when Ember Moon and Shotzi won them after they won their match, they went up to look at the trophy, mm-hmm. and and Dakota and and Raquel came out. They used more, they just take more footage of that yeah. for the next thing, and they did it for all the matches. But then when they announced Pete Dunne and Finn Balor, they both came to the ring. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of uh, it was weird, but it was, it was different. Because they're in the main event, so they, it was different. It but they're trying, they're trying yeah. different things. I do appreciate that, but this one was kind of off. I was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, what would have been cool if they, if they, if they, when they announced the match, they show like a little, almost like a little promo thing of them just standing there, yeah. like like to show the cup and them both standing on each side, almost like 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 a, like a flash for the match, yeah. or. Or just something. Do, just do the graphics. You know, yeah. Just do the graphics. Or have them like say, yeah, they show the graphics like they show when they when they go over a pay per view. Yeah, yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah. You know what? But the, I did appreciate the difference. You know, it they was, tried. They it. tried. Don't they, do it again. <laughs> or they do it again, but do it with the graphics. What do you mean? No, 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 when, when you're going over each match, show the, for pay per view, show yeah, the graphics just something like that, done. like yeah. that. Yeah. They've or make that. it live action. Like, do, don't make it a film. Oh, like how they used to have it? Yeah. Where they would come out and do a little quick move and then pause. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, by the way, the, the way shirt, I want that t-shirt. The way. Because it's very basic. It's like not much to it. Yes. The W has got the way. Minimalistic. I like that. I like minimalistic shit like that. Right. Anyway, so that's my show for the week. All right. So, real quick, I'm going to try to speed through this because I want to watch that go <laughs> So we got the wedding recap, and yeah. they're talking I about just, the wedding. I just fast forward this. It was listen. It was ninety seconds recapping this, and it was. I saved better. ninety seconds of my life. I just leave it. It was better than the wedding itself. Um, That's not saying much. And at the end, we had Orange Cassidy and uh, Chucky Taylor sitting at the at a some couch drinking champagne, and then they they look at the cameras like, "What do you expect to happen?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, or whatever." So I moved on. This this feud must continue, I guess. Um, I know. <laughs> I see getting ready. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're about to start the Y two MJF match. Um, you see uh, the inner circle getting ready. 
MJF comes, he's, they see him hurt, his ribs are possibly broken. <laughs> Figure you know if your ribs are broken. Uh, Jericho just doesn't know what to do. He's like, what the fuck, what the fuck, we gotta go out. Um, I'm sorry, uh, why, um, Jericho has to, doesn't know what to do. He's like, dude, the music's hitting, we gotta go. We'll take care of that later. Your broken ribs, we'll take care of that later. Um, so he's confused as you know, to Sammy, you know, would Sammy really do this? So then we get to the match where we have Y2 MJF defeating the acclaimed uh, mask. This I, I the acclaimed I feel have hit their stride. I, I do like this act now a lot better than I have in the past. Um, That's the rappers, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Max Caster's rap here was good, mm. and he talked about uh, the sunshine moment with uh, MJF. Do you know about this? No, MJF when he was a child was on Rosie Rose, right, right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And on that show, he sang the Sunshine song, "Will You Be My Sunshine, oh, My Only Sunshine." So Max Caster brought that up in this song. The moment he brought it up, MJF got super fucking pissed off. He's like, "Don't you fuck," you know. So I thought that was hilarious. That so these are one of those matches that can get kind of confusing because it's heel versus heel. So one of them has to act the face. And for the most part, they claimed were that team. They were the face where they had to work from under. Um, and I thought they did a good job. I could see them being on a face team, you know, in the future. But in the end, they didn't. They they would go using more heel tactics later on because you actually have um, Bowens use the boombox on Jericho, but it didn't work. Um, I thought it was a good match. The three and a half, I gave it. Oh, same here. Um, after the match, Sammy comes out. He gets into uh, Jericho's face, and he's like, I told you. I told you. If he fucks up again, I'm out. And he quits there in a circle, and he leaves. And as he's leaving, he pauses, and he goes out the baby face tunnel, showing him doing a turn, face turn, on Sammy Guevara. So, and of course, later on, he would get stopped by Marvez in the back, which was which was a, a great little interview where he's, he's saying he's leaving and he goes out the, the, the tunnel where you see the tunnel says no re-entry, you know, and he's leaving and we'll see him in the future. I'm sure, obviously, he will be back. Um, Johnny Gargano's jacket, like, like the X-Men jacket. Yeah. yeah. He's worn this before. Yeah, well, I have the way on it. I have the custom jacket. Yeah, but you know the Wolverine gimmick. Yeah, yeah. before. Oh yeah, his boots too. I didn't notice yeah. that. Um. So, so yes, yeah, so Sammy Guevara left. He's babyface now, and I love it. Uh, I love how Marvez scrambled to go get the interview. Feels like it's all happening in real time. I enjoyed it. He's gonna be a huge face. The next one to turn is gonna be Jericho. Because they're gonna kick him out, and he's gonna turn face. So uh, yeah, so I think the, the um, inner circle probably will be, if it stays around, it'll be LAX, proud and powerful with MGF leaving them, yeah. and and Wardlow. Now, what happens to uh, Jake Hager? Jake Hager? Does he go with stay with Jericho? Or does he jo- does he join the new inner circle? He's part of new inner circle. He's he's part of MGF. He he won the MGF has won his trust over. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so I enjoyed this. This got me really interested, uh, pushing this further, this storyline further down, up, rather. Um, and uh, 
yeah, so my, I predicted this early on. You know, it became a big topic on the Facebook page. All right, whatever. Then I'm a Nostradamus. Uh, keep going, Nostradamus. Wrestling intelligentsia. Keep going, Nostradamus. <laughs> so, yeah, three and a half. So, after this, we have Hardy with Paige at the private, the rented bar that Hardy did. And they, have, they were having a private party. <laughs> wow. They should have said that. Missed opportunity on their part. I'm taking a star off of this show for that. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Hardy, wow. Like, I'm flabbergasted. I, and no one got that. <laughs> anyway, so Hardy and, and at their part of the Yeah, I'll give it to you. Thank you. Uh, so, so, so Hardy, he, he's pretending to drink, but he's spitting it out. And he's like, oh, 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 he's spitting, he dumped it out. He dumped it out, rather. I'm sorry. He dumped it out and he pretends that he drank it. And, and of course, Hardy is supposedly drinking and stuff like that. It's supposedly drunk. And then he gives him the contract. And he's like, listen, I know I can make you money. I can make you billions. You know, you could be a big star here. Just sign with me. You know? And then he gives um, um, Adam Page the contract. And Adam Page is like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You know what? Give me the pen. You got a pen? He takes the pen. He takes the contract. And then as he's did you see this part what he didn't sign the contract I don't know subtleties man so or it's that magician trick where it's the sleight of hand thing cause what you have in this moment Hardy Page Hardy Page Hardy Matt Hardy looks at the camera acknowledging the camera cause he brought the cameraman there so, so it'd be on video so yeah. it'd be on video that he would, he signed it he okayed it there's proof of this that was the sleight of hand we're all looking at Matt Hardy I didn't see it till the second view Adam Page switched out the contract in full view of the camera he he's about to sign as Matt Hardy goes to the camera to talk to the camera Adam Page throws the contract out of camera view takes out another contract signs that and then tells him that you gotta sign this and then Matt Hardy signs it, puts it in an envelope, and leaves. So, what did Matt Hardy sign? What, what, what is, how is Adam Page getting over on Matt Hardy here? Which I love that. And, it, and I didn't notice it that first time around until I saw, re, re, I rewatched it um, last night. And I was like, holy shit. He didn't sign it, he signed something else. So, is this something. Like, I was thinking, like, is he getting private party out of their contract with this? You know? Or is he just signing a match? Like, maybe they'll have a match next week or in a week. Maybe at Revolution or something like that. Down the line. Or did he sign something for the Dark Order? I think that might be more it. Where he signed something for the Dark Order to get something. Maybe a match between him and private party. Matt Hardy and private party. And Adam Page and the Dark Order. You know, and then we'll finally get that moment where Adam Page joins the Dark Order if he decides. To, I don't know. Nice sequence. Holy shit. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I I, I enjoyed this little segment. Um. Where was I? Okay. So Shivani Sting. Uh, and like once again, before Sting could get any word in, Taz interrupts, and uh, they drag Darby behind a. Uh, a truck. The yeah, just further 
for I felt like this was symbolism because <laughs> they're dragging it along, right? They got a month before revolution. They got to drag this one further. Also, it, there's precedent for this because didn't Darby drag someone with a mask of Starks in when he would when he was doing his black and white videos? I don't yeah, one of his black and white videos, he was dragging someone wearing a Starks mask. You know those paper masks he makes? Yeah. And dragged them using the car. So this was like a little callback to that. Um, so yeah, just furthering that storyline. At least someone got dragged. It was a cool visual. Um, Marvez, Kenny Omega at the golf course. Uh, where Kenny does a, a pretty good promo about his main event. And Marvez approached him like, hey, shouldn't you be getting ready for your match and stuff like that? And then he... Uh, before that the interview he had hit the ball and then you see Callis and and um, I forgot the guy's name Sak- uh, Nakazawa looking for the ball and shit like that and then they pretend like he got a hole in one what they call it ego or some shit like that so that furthers that along uh, next up we have uh, Thunder Rosa defeating Layla Hirsch uh, this was the first match in the American side uh, tournament of the Women Eliminator uh, tournament for the the title shot, and uh, I love this. Thunder Rosa and Hirsch were really good, uh, and I think Thunder Rosa at some point should start being a focal point for the division. Hirsch isn't there yet, but I thought she she showcased here, doing a lot of lucha stuff here. You know, not just her usual like wrestling, um, shoot wrestling stuff that she does. But she did a lot of lucha stuff here. A lot of to- she did a tope here. She did like um, her caranas and shit. Wasn't like perfect, but she was there. Uh, I thought it was good. I gave it three and three quarters. Uh, same here. It was good. Shivani interviews Jungle Boy. This was stiff for a promo. Uh, Jungle Boy is a great talent in the ring, but the the promo's not there yet for him. It was very dry. Um. And it was just him talking about the FTR guys and how he doesn't want them suspended or anything like that. He wants them there. Um, just furthering that storyline. Now, then next week we have the Young Bucks versus Private Party for the tag titles. FTR. LAX. What? I said Private. I said Private Party. Uh, Young See, my Bucks. joke is still there. Yeah. My joke is still hanging. Yeah. Young Bucks versus Proud and Powerful for the tag titles. I think PPA. Uh, FTR versus Matt and Mike Seidel, the the yoga monster. Um, you ever seen him wrestle? He's good. Um, but uh, so that's gonna be interesting. I see him there. Page and Private Party. Oh, Page, Private Party, and uh, Hardy, Matt Hardy, the Hardy Party, whatever fucking you call him, versus uh, TH2 and Chaos Project. I'm wondering if that's going to be something that changes next week. Um, Why is that? Because of the contract signing that Paige did with Matt Hardy. Oh. So I'm wondering if that might change. Why is, I know that Chaos Project is getting a lot of TV time. Really. Just doing jobs, though. Um, Serena D versus Rico for the second match in the, the Eliminator Tournament. And then we have Sting calling out Taz. And then uh, that's it for next week. So far. So far, yeah. Things may change and things may be added. And then we have the main event and where we have Kenny Omega, Kenta, defeating Moxley and Lance Archer 
in this lights out false count anywhere match and I fucking love this Kenta comes out with the New Japan entrance music and everything he has the briefcase uh, commentary makes note that everyone in this match except for Kenta was once a or is a US title holder right you got Moxie Kenny was once uh, Lance Archer was once a title holder and uh, and now you have Kenta with the US title briefcase so I thought I didn't even think of that until this I was like oh shit that's a good point um, that was good this match was insane it was great plunder done right uh, my favorite spot of the entire night was that spot where Lance was about to put Kenta through the table the announce table which I don't that's never happened in AEW yet but he was about to put uh, Kenta through the announce table Kenta wiggles out of it and then as if no second thought runs and does a fucking double yeah, stop yeah that was nice Moxley who's laid out on the timekeeper's table outside I was like holy shit Kenta looked awesome in this match I had a couple of problems go for it it was false can they went they went to the back into the kitchen mm-hmm. which I thought was the whole the whole part was stupid in the kitchen was I the loved potato. it the potatoes I hate it was stupid dude the potatoes do you but, know what, you know what, what I that, hated you know what that is about though well there's a move where you grab someone in the, in the headlock okay and then you're supposed to pretend you're punching them right when you go stiff, that's called being potatoed. So they literally potato these guys. My other problem, two more problems. I don't like the referee helping. In what regard? When when Moxley and Kenta were trying, yeah, there was Moxley and Kenta when they got up when they got on the carts. The referee was holding the carts in place. The referee shouldn't be t- being involved in the matches. Well, the referee's there to make sure they're safe. Yeah, but the problem is you, the referee is helping the outcome of the match. I know it's all... And it's lights out. So he's just there to just make sure, to, to get the count and make sure no one dies. Yeah, but he... They, so it's like, it's not it's not like it was a regular match. Yeah? But we've seen it in ladder matches too. Well, Again, a regular match where the referee's no, holding no, the ladder. No, that up. makes sense. You suppo- the referee's supposed to make sure people are safe. So he should hold down the ladder. If the people are supposed to go up, he, the referee should hold the ladder. I don't mind that. And what I hated was they went to replays to get everybody out of the kitchen. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, what? That's I mean, fine. <sighs> What's wrong with that? Then don't go in. Then why go in the kitchen in the first? Because it's a plunder match. Supposed to go all over the place. Which I get, but then why have to go to a replay to get everybody out of the kitchen? Just have them fight out of the kitchen. Like why? Why not them? Why because not show like, them fighting? Who see that? Just walking through all over the place. No, they have them brawl the way out of the kitchen. The way they brawl the way into the kitchen. Then it's just back and forth. It was better. That's not. It's not like okay. they did like a whole bunch of freaking replays and shit. Okay. Uh, the double stomp. The good. That that was a that was a really good yeah. part. The the potato literally great plunder double stomp. Uh, the good brothers come out to help. Uh, Jake Roberts does another short arm. Why this is Jake was, Roberts taking bumps? Cause he can. And this wasn't like a bump bump. Cause I think he does. I I don't think he's allowed to do the DDT. Cause uh, that's a bump, <laughs> like a bump bump. So and they they tease that he was about to take a, a V trigger. Cause they were setting him up in the middle. Yeah. Which is like the one of the V triggers that Kenny does, and uh, it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, Lance. Okay, yeah. So the Good Brothers come, and they, after a, a series of 
of moves where he gets a low blowed, he gets the magic killer, and then Kenny tries to do the Wondering Angel, but he can't lift him up by himself, so he needs an assisted Wondering Angel with the Good Brothers helping him, and he gets the Wondering Angel, and Lance gets pinned. I thought this was great. I gave it four. Uh, three, three and three quarters. Yeah. I'm going three and three quarters. That's good. Yeah, I love this. This was a great, great main event and a uh, great close to the show. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a good, AEW, I thought it was a good uh, pro wrestling show. They pushed a lot of stories throughout this uh, episode and then told big stories with their big main events. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just enjoyable. I loved it. Okay. Um, match of night for AEW, main event. Yeah, I'm going with that. I'll go with that. Match of night for NXT. Uh, for NXT, uh, probably go with the main event as well. Um, I'm gonna go MSK and Legado del Fantasma, and then my match of night. Mm, I never gotta think about it. You know, I'm gonna stick with the main event. I'm gonna stick with the main okay. Event. Show of the night. AW. Um, NXT. AW was just super. NXT had two, four qual- two great matches. And they, I mean, they didn't, because the problem with AEW, not a problem. When AEW, they've got multiple storylines going on with, especially with the stuff going on with New Japan and Impact. Yeah. NXT just got NXT, so they're working on what they got. And I think they did, they did a great job this week. There was, a, it was a fine show, but it, it was just, I mean, I don't know what, like, what's a good wrestling show to you? Just wrestling? What, what I mean, or to, to me, the problem is storytelling and progressions of stuff. It's gotta be great. I mean, great wrestling has gotta be the main thing for me. Yeah, but I would rather a show that gives me nothing but three and a halfs, but a lot of great storytelling throughout. But what's than great? A show but that what's gives me great? Nothing but th- th- then again, you gotta tell what's great storytelling. Like I'm tired. Honestly, the whole thing with Dark Water and Adam Page, I'm done with it. Now that I like like jilted girlfriends, I'm done with that. I'm I'm just done with it. I, I am. I understand. You're done with it. You said it like but, five times. Um, and but now, they're, now, they're doing, now they're doing the exact same thing with Matt Hardy and Adam Page. Okay. Because he's a hot commodity. People want him to join. Oh. That makes him look like a big star. But the idea is that you have everything in progression with AEW. Right? You got Lee Johnson. <clears throat> wow. You know, you have the woman tournament. No, regardless of how you felt, you know, who he won against. Right. It's obvious that they're progressing his story. So Ooh. there's progression there. Nice. There's the QT, QT thing, you know? Right. There's the, the Woman Eliminators tournament. There's the there's the, the New Japan stuff that they're doing. There's the, the the Good Brothers coming. There's a lot of progression with the stories that they did here, you know? The, the, inner, the inner circle stuff with Sammy Guevara turning here, you know? They progressed a lot of stories here, you know? NXT was... Great matches, sure, but a lot of it was just another tournament match, and the tournament gets a shot at the title. There's no real like storylines going on, you know. It's just great match, you know, and that's why to me NXT just feels like it's just there because all they're doing is great matches, you know, for the most part. I'm not saying that's all, and obviously they're doing storylines too, but I'm just saying for the most part, it just feels like it's just. Just great matches, and then the 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 storylines that they do have are the the way stuff and Loomis, you know. Wow. So it so that you know to me I I'd rather have a a 
storyline progress show than a um, than a, a wrestling progress show. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I mean, you're not wrong for liking NXT. NXT is a good show, right? I, I guess my I and get the long I get the long term storybook and I get it, but sometimes they. They drag it a little too long, and again, because they're dragging it so long to make it long long term, it feels like a lot. A lot it drags out a little bit, not always in a good way. Dark Order thing, prime example of that. Um, one question I have though: so the concentrating on the whole thing with Kenny and Don Callis, right? Mm-hmm. Who's no more contender for the AEW title? Like, who's next in line to get a title shot? They haven't mentioned that in a while. Well, they're still pushing that storyline between Kenny and uh, Moxley still. So odds are it'll be Moxley. Yeah, but I figured they'd start mentioning that. You know, Mox- well, they still have Because they, they've been pushing Moxley as the... No, for the IWGP US title. They've been pushing that whole feud. Which is fine, because you want to do that with, with mm-hmm. New Japan now. But you figured they'd start mentioning the AEW title being defended at some point. I know they got a month to go for a revolution... Yeah, but they've kept the heat between him and Kenny, you know. So eventually, that heat's gonna turn, and then they'll they'll probably have their match again. Odds are it's gonna be Kenny and Moxie again, or it could be Kenny and Lance. Well, possibly that because they did feel like they gave him a big push here. <laughs> yeah, with this match. So it, it's possible they do that. Uh, I wouldn't mind, but it the feels fu- too sudden, even with a month off. It does feel kind of sudden. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So that's the show for this week. Cheers! Alright, goodbye and good night. Top guys are out.